All right, guys, welcome to the wildlife experience. Uh, today, we'll be talking to Viviana. Viviana, thanks for being here. Hi, thanks. Nice to finally meet you in person yeah. as this gets these days. Yeah, so we have uh, some exciting stuff to talk about. Um, so now you can go ahead and just tell us your background, really anything you sure. want to talk about. Real quick, I'm Viviana Ricardes, vice president of a conservation nonprofit called TexasTurtles.org. And we focus on conservation, ecology, natural history, education, all that good stuff regarding turtles here in Texas. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we just hit the ground running and <laughs> anything that pertains to turtles and we want to venture down, there's lots of lots of work, as, as our slogan says, as Carl says, there's a Texas-sized hole in our knowledge of Texas's <laughs> turtles. So there's a lot we don't know. And... We're just a bunch of awesome nerds that are eager to find out more. You know, it's turtle specifically. Obviously, all of us have that biophilia and passion for nature outdoors. Doesn't matter what organism it is, even if we're not looking at turtles, looking at mushrooms, fish, birds, yep. something else when we're out there that we're all staring and looking at, right? Yep. So there you go. <laughs> that's that's, that's it. Thing off. How long have you uh, been into turtles specifically? Or Okay, since I was really little. Yeah. And a lot of our origin stories, as you know, as you've been talking to other fellow nerds, is very similar. Mm -hmm. We all started as a kid finding whatever insect. I think a lot of inverts when I was really little, backyard, that kind of stuff. Then fish. I remember y'all's first episode that he, you know, talking about getting into fish. And so oh, yeah. I had, I was very little, very little. My dad said he took me to the local lake and people were fishing. And I really wanted to hold like a fish that someone had caught. And he thought I was just so excited over it. He was going to go buy fishing poles because he was just like, oh my gosh. So I've been excited about all the creepy crawlies, yep. fish, birds, animals, since I was really, really little. Turtles happened around when I was seven, eight years old. And then it just really, I really got into the weeds of turtles specifically. Yep. Of course, snakes, I had pet snakes, lizards, finding mm. them, catching them outside. Um, grew up in urban, very urban North Texas. So the diversity wasn't super high, yep. but I got to learn everything in, in the area and, and just kind of, kind of that. It's like yeah. all of our stories are very similar, wanting to be outside and yep. just being a little bit different. Um, is because I didn't have anyone else around me. I don't know how it is for y'all. I think y'all said something it's, similar. We're, we're lucky. <laughs> My generation, we got to like find people on social media at a pretty young exactly. age and like find other naturalists. That's We didn't that's feel so alone. Definitely. I did not know anyone. I didn't know there was such a thing as a herb society. I love just the zoos. I'm not trying to age you or anything. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. It's too late now. I mean, but it's true. And I say that all the time. I mean, I didn't have internet. I didn't have internet till I went to college. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a cell phone in college. I mean, yeah. I didn't have that stuff. So I didn't meet like-minded nerds until very recently. In fact, five years ago today, which I told you a little bit about um, earlier. Yep. That that my life my life really changed. I've been I've been contemplating whether I want to make an Instagram post about you know five years ago today and how it all kind of played out because yeah. so I was alone in a turtle world or animal loving world by myself for many many years. Um, I think it's different. I hate doing the boy girl thing, but it is very different. You know, I, I didn't yeah, know yeah. any of the guys that like yeah. snakes or bugs or insects yeah. or turtles. So in high school, 
I did everything else, you know, not turtle related because I was trying to be like everybody else. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if anybody else, I think there's other people that have experienced that, you know, when you're kind of, you know, you're different, you have your interest in someplace else, but you have to do what everybody else is doing or you don't want to be that that person. Pretty common what I've found. It seems like a couple of guests by now have had the same experience, you know, kind of drift, drift away from it in high school, but return to it later. And then you come back and you're like, wait, there's other people like me. There's other people that know <laughs> what this is. And yeah. so it's, it's been, it's been an amazing trip these mm-hmm. last few years. Did you decide to pursue a career in, in biology or did you choose a different career? Absolutely path? not. <laughs> because <laughs> there's these things that we have called parents and they want you to, <laughs> to, yeah, live, right. <laughs> uh, to be able to support yourself. And 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 sustain yourself and take care of yourself and there's these still these stupid things called bills that we have yep. <laughs> that they don't stop coming and the older you yeah. get the higher they get yep. um so i was to- i was absolutely alone in anything biology focused i liked yep. and at the school i was in there was there was just no one else like me so yep. i got a criminal justice degree okay really thinking okay u.s fish and wildlife game warden there's something i can do whatever and i have all these other opportunities well you know parents of course will push you i think i talked to on about it a little bit how very different it is depending on your culture or what your parents do what they think you should do you know the doctor lawyer like you got to do something (laughs) like this whatever like why would you go so there's there's definitely that aspect of it yeah why I came into it so late. And I told Carl yeah. um, five years ago when I started helping him out and we started kind of teaming up together on this turtle stuff, I said, why didn't I find this sooner? Like this really stinks. <laughs> I haven't been doing this since the beginning, but he kind of just says, you know what? You're here now. You're here now. That's all that matters. That's all, that's all that yeah. matters. And, yeah. and here I we think go. It's, so. it's a good lesson for people that are listening that um, maybe don't have a career in biology or conservation or but are interested in trying to get involved like you can get involved at any point in your life and it doesn't matter if you have the scientific background there's literally so much you can do just volunteering like meaningful scientific research and conservation out there that you can get involved with Um, and a lot of work work of what we do is we have some really awesome volunteers citizen yep. science community science i don't know yep. what jargon we're using these days I mean, community science, citizen yeah, science. either one is good <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh yeah there's and we have an amazing group of, of people turtle nerds turtle family yep. that come out and lend a hand and it's been really really incredible especially so, the last few years it's been really neat seeing so many people yeah so generally in the, in the herping community, there are, there are some people that, you know, kind of like turtles, but I've never really known of like a turtle subgroup. And I think y'all are creating one and it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I need to get in on it. Yeah. Carl, he, he's like turtles for a long time, Yeah, obviously. And I'll get a little touch on a little bit of the backstory on how I met Carl and how Texas turtles kind of has become this thing is that I think it was 2007 he created the website, texasturtles.org, right? So I was dating a guy in college at the time and I said, hey, pull up any picture of any turtle and I can tell you what it is. Me thinking, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna be cool and like show him I can ID turtles, right? Subtle, subtle Wrong. Subtle <laughs> yeah, he did not think it was cool at all. <laughs> he would thought I was very strange. And I said, pull up something like Texas, Google something like Texas turtles. So I found the Texas turtles website 
And I was like, oh my gosh, there's somebody else like me that, that thanks to the internet, you know, in the randomly found. found it. And I started saying, oh my gosh, there's another person like me. There's stuff like this. There's herpetology. There's this whole aspect out there. And back then, I think more so back then, it is very limited to the academic side of things. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't think I would ever meet someone, meet Carl or meet anybody else like me. I just thought, oh, okay, he's this person at this university, whatever, does mm -hmm. this, this and that. So that's kind yeah. of the, the beginning of it. Go ahead. And he's at, he's at, he was at UT? He was at UT at the time. Yeah, yeah, UT okay. at the time, yeah. yeah. And now he's, you know, at, at doing, doing, at Love Field, doing the wildlife biologist stuff, yeah. stuff here locally in yeah. Texas. But yeah, so. That's pretty, been, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. So how long has he been studying turtles professionally? Oh my gosh. Uh, okay, so he's been in herpetology, what, 25, 26 years? I mean, you can have him on about herpetology in general. I mean, he's traveled yeah. the world with, with all that stuff yeah. from Latin America, Southeast Asia, and whatnot. So, he, I, turtles, I think, has always been twenty since he was a gotcha. yeah. He's told stories about his dad finding snapping turtles and bringing them home, and yep. parents catching soft shells <clears throat> and all that stuff. So, he's always. So I, I actually spent um, about half of my childhood in Grayson County. Oh, I know Grayson County very well. Are you familiar with uh, Howe, the, the town of Howe? I'm very familiar with Howe. I'll tell you after <laughs> I, we get off of this. Yeah, so I, I, my initial experiences herping were in the creeks of Howe, going out yeah. looking for Texas garters and common snapping turtles and rat snakes. And oh, um, I know so like my, my earliest memories are up there. Uh, rough green snakes. Because it's, it's, is it Melissa Howe Van Osteen or Van Osteen Melissa it's Howe? It goes Melissa Howe. Uh, Melissa, Anna, Anna Van Alstein, Anna Sherman. <laughs> forgot about Anna. Don't forget Anna. Yeah. So we go up to Hagerman a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Hagerman. Yeah. There's some cool turtles to see in Hagerman. Some very yeah. cool turtles up there. So. Yeah. And I used to uh, deer hunt around, not in Hagerman, but there, there's like public hunting land nearby there. Uh -huh. And I would find turtle shells washed up, like just they had been dead for a long time. And you know they were they had the not the notched carapace and when i was a kid oh, i thought they were like the graptomies yeah i didn't know what they were i thought they were some like like ancient turtle fossil shell or something that's still cool because <laughs> the high up, heel yeah yeah and i grew up and i realized they were they were the, the washita map turtle and which is a really neat species uh, yeah. and you're welcome to talk about those if you're or any of the map i love map turtles oh map, um, yeah map, map turtles, turtles are, are super they're an awesome group yeah well, you you said you got a Wachita's up there in Grayson yeah. County and all along the Red River. Very good place yeah. to go look at Wachita's. Um, yeah. Have you seen any of the Central Texas map turtles? Yes, the okay. two years ago, I think it was two years or three years ago. I tried to get every Graptomies in Texas. Okay. So I went, I went to the Colorado drainage, got the Texas map. Pretty easy. Yeah, pretty easy. Um, and then I went to the Guad, the Guadalupe, and got the Kaglii. Cagle's map. Um, I grew up pretty close to Sabine map turtles, which are my favorite, I think, yeah, mainly yeah. because that they're like, they were right in my backyard um, in the second half of my childhood in Southeast Texas. I, you know, I could see them, you know, in the drainage I lived in. Um, so yeah, uh, pretty much, I think I've gotten all of them in Texas. We have six, right? Mm -hmm. Six, Sabine. yeah. 
and uh, Mississippi maps, which you've seen. Yeah, they're they're using Mississippi maps. Yeah, yeah, they're they're neat. All over, yeah, raptors are very very cool. Yeah, Um, really neat, and they're popular one with all the turtle nerds, of course. Yeah, lots of cool stuff done with them. Have you ventured east to see the the all the map turtles around Mississippi and Louisiana? Oh, the salt, the black knobs and the blotch. Not yet. I Uh. haven't. We haven't left Texas in the last yeah. two years. <laughs> yeah. I haven't I haven't left Texas in the last two years as far yeah. as we've gotten a lot to a lot done here in the yeah. state. But I definitely have talked about doing a road trip from here to Florida to see all the turtle nerds, all my turtle yeah. friends <laughs> to Florida and then hitting it back. So turtling um, along the way. Yeah, absolutely absolutely. So no, not yet. So like most of the turtling y'all do, y'all are y'all are going out. Um to a lot of bridge sites and, and it's just using telephoto lenses and binoculars to to sample for turtles. Yeah, all of that. That's an easy day trip worth of, of work. And yeah. I've got a data sheet that I write everything down from, yeah. you know, temperature, males, females, because these cameras are just, our cameras are just so damn cool. Yeah. And it's been a game changer in yeah. being able to... <laughs> sneak peeks on these turtles so yeah, yeah that's part of it you know the trapping and the turtle surveys the long-term surveys that's just that's been a lot of a lot of the turtle work yeah so um yeah so y'all are y'all work with alligator snappers too yeah yeah, yeah that's been that's a big a, one a lot of a like, lot of nerds are working with them that's like the the turtle to work with. <laughs> you know, I never, as a little kid, never ever thought that I would see an alligator snapping turtle in person. I yeah. really never thought, let alone here I am, probably handled easily a hundred yeah. at this point. Just like, oh my gosh, hatchlings, <laughs> one hundred twenty three pounds. It's yeah. it's it's bizarre, but it's 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 everyone's life list, and I get it, and I'm just. It's very crazy <laughs> how things happen. Yep. Very crazy how it's. But no, it's been good. That yep. stuff. Um, a lot of it in the news this week with alligator snapping turtles. And yeah, you can talk. We'll we'll talk about. We'll talk about that. You want to run, do a rundown on on alligator snapper listing? <sighs> yes and no. <laughs> it goes <laughs> because it goes into politics. Yeah, it does. I want to stay kind of clear yeah, of yeah. it, but yeah, I got you. We will see because it is yeah. very political so there's um, they, in short they're being proposed for uh federal threatened status threatened status uh-huh which is kind of been it's kind of funny because us as turtle nerds we're fascinated interested in all these turtles anyways and a lot of the i think you and on actually talked about it a bit a lot of stuff that drives some of the research is to or to not get stuff federally listed yeah you know yeah. again i know i talked to him a little bit about um, some political stuff a little bit. Try not to get yeah. into it because it can be yeah. depressing, obviously. But yeah, so they're proposed. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I think y'all and just about everybody, hopefully everybody listening, knows that because of Louisiana being a laundering state is really making things difficult. Yeah. Um, trot lines, limb lines. I think y'all's first episode, you talked about trot lines and limb lines. Yeah. Man, just don't use them in East Texas. Yeah, those things really, really will take out alligator snapping turtles yeah. very easy. And it's kind yeah. of one of those things that, if just man, if we could 
tell people that, you know, there's a little bit better way and you don't have to, or like not leaving them unattended in abandoned trot lines. They're really, really. Yeah. A huge it's, a, it's, a tough, it's a tough selling point because it's, uh, yeah. I grew up in East Texas, Southeast Texas for much of my life. And, uh, it's a very traditional thing. Oh, it's a lot of fun. I grew up doing it. Yeah. I've saved alligator snapping turtles yeah, off of one or one. And, yeah. Um, so it is a tough sell. I think oh, yeah. to reach people in the middle, you got to just, we got to preach, you know, responsible, you know, yeah. practice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and I mean, we, we've yeah. gotten, I got three, you know, just three or more this year sitting here that we're all drowned on trot lines at one of yeah. our study sites. You know, yeah. we got emails from other, another study site saying they found a bunch of them drowned on trot lines, joke lines. Yeah. And it's, it's just really talk about something that's really going to take them out and yeah. send them down this not so great path of listing, yeah. whatever have you. It's yeah. that it's the, you know, Louisiana being able to take one per person per day. Yeah. Um, that being a laundering state, that whole stuff. So one thing I, um, so I, I still do a little bit of work for a zoo called Crocodile Encounter. And uh -huh. we do these, we do these reptile shows and uh, we have an alligator snapping turtle part of our show. We have a couple at, at the park and uh, love to talk about them. And one thing I like to explain to people is when it comes to alligator snapping turtles and the reason they're, they ever were in decline is because they're not, they're not a, they're a very slow to reproduce species. They, they, they're not like a, a a, a bird like a duck or a deer yep. or any of these other game species that we're able to sustainably harvest on an annual basis we have seasons and limits right. and it's it's a very man well managed um these alligator snapping turtles I, I mean it takes like over a decade for them to ever reach yep. sexual maturity i don't know the actual I 11, know the 11 10 11 12 yeah so like yep, it, in that range. Very, very slow to reproduce and that's why we can't we can't afford to lose them you know, yeah. you take a reproductive age adult female, that's a big hit to population, right? Because it took just, so much to get them there. Just getting a nest to hatch, right? Mm -hmm. Just getting a nest, like, let's say she goes out, everything's textbook, she goes laser nest, raccoon, 24 hours. And then, Possibly, yeah. whatever, coyotes, birds. It's worth mentioning, uh, like, because we don't have our big apex predators on the landscape, these meso predators are far more abundant. Raccoons, opossums, yep. they're in much higher numbers because of, you know, human humans, yep. you know, they benefit from us so much. We remove predators, they use the urban landscape. So that, yeah, the, the pressure on the turtles uh, nesting is even higher. Oh yeah. And, so and turtles are just such a good bio indicator yep. of, great you know their biomass what they put into the ecosystem yep. their role in the ecosystem is just unlike any other reptile it's higher than any other reptile so yep. they're super super important and for some yep. you know something like that is just say you and i know we're preaching to the choir i don't know how many of your listeners this may be new or not new to them <laughs> but hopefully you know hopefully they walk away like oh wow i really should maybe not sit so many limb lines jug lines yep. and i'm not going to be able to get back out there yep. or call the right people you know we have vets and friends all over the state especially in east texas that if you get one hooked boy yeah. i could probably have you know fellow friends come out there and get something unhooked yeah. just because it is such a right do the the right thing the responsible yeah. thing yeah um so we, we do know for sure they are they are declining from 
draw lines? Well, oh, that's going to be one of the biggest threats. Yeah. 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 Is, we, I've, is, I've always, I've always preached this. I just didn't know if there was ever like data to support. Well, it. the data, it, that's part of it is the data yeah. now is happening now between yeah. all the turtle nerds across in East yeah. Texas doing all the work. Um, yeah. We do now have some some pretty good data. There are I don't I think you probably heard this next issue of Southeastern Naturalist. It's going to be all about alligator snapping turtles. Oh wow! Nice. So from here all the way to Florida, there's going to be all the awesome turtle nerds putting in a bunch of papers. Everyone's probably working on the papers right now. I know that's what yeah. Carl did all day working on yeah. on ours um, stuff. So it's there's there's a lot of new data that's coming out, which yeah. is good. Yeah. I think it's hopefully going to be good. But you know, what's, what's really surprised me is um how well they seem to be doing in in houston oh in yeah North they're doing great uh, well and that's, and that's part of it and that's part of it they see they're doing you could say we could kind of say right now uh that they do fine in houston in texas yeah. i mean we yeah. really feel like okay this is this is good we just yeah. gotta you know the landowners that we work with have been phenomenal, have yep. been just absolutely amazing landowners that help us do these surveys. It's been yep. really awesome. But then there's Louisiana that we have to worry about. Yeah. And that's kind of where it is with that. It kind of just yep. keeps going back to Louisiana on, on it's always, yeah. It's fact, weird. Out, go ahead. Yeah. I hung out with some ner fellow nerds from Louisiana this past weekend, and one of the guys. I think born and raised Louisiana was like, oh, where's our culture? It's like, let me tell you, it's just not a sustainable thing. I have no problem with people eating game meat. I love game meat and, you know, all that stuff. And, um, but when it's something that's just, it's can't, you can't manage it like white tail yeah. deer, the yeah. fish trees and any of that stuff. It's, yeah. so we, we filled him in on <laughs> what's going on. And he's like, oh, dang, I had no idea. You would so, think Louisiana would try to like um, collect harvest data. You know, like require turtle trappers to report and all this to, to see if it's indeed sustainable or not. Yeah, it's it's definitely not, but it's going to, I don't know. That's like I said, now we're here yeah, as far as the listing stuff. Yeah. So it is, it's, it's one of those, I think, I think he posted a meme or a thing the other day that if you ask a biologist anything, it's going to be, well, it depends. <laughs> well, it depends. Yeah. Well, it that's... depends. <laughs> There are, there are lots of uh there's lots of nuance that's for sure it depends um, any question well it depends it's like hey what kind of turtle is this? well it depends <laughs> i mean where are you in this on the bright side if louisiana never comes around we just gotta hope that i mean like half the state is wetland so hopefully there's just so much wetland habitat that's not getting hit you know they won't become extirpated completely in that state. You know? I think, yeah. The, uh, yeah. The Louisiana There's a lot of water there, a lot of freshwater aquatic ecosystem there. Yeah. So hopefully that's a buffer to major decline. If they did something, I think if, if Louisiana would do something yeah, in the right direction, but. You can, you can imagine in Texas, you know, we only have, you know, like a third of the state is alligator snapper range or even maybe a smaller amount. They're only found in like, just a couple of our drainages. If we had a harvest like that, and they wouldn't last very long. No. Just compared to, compared to Louisiana, we don't have near as much riverine, you know, bayou habitat. And we're very, yeah, we're very lucky. I mean, I think we're very lucky on alligator snapping turtles in our state yeah. and hopefully it keeps that way. And uh, continuing the education and outreach stuff of reaching out to people has been really, really good. Yeah. So something that we're all gonna, all of us turtle nerds are gonna continue keeping up for sure.
Have y'all tried getting them in like Western counties where they haven't been documented? You know, on the West, very on the Western extent of the. They're all the way up here in North Texas. I mean, we have a we have a study spot up here. You know, in my neck of the woods, they're 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 doing Trinity drainage. Right. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah, growing up up there, I never I never knew they were even like anywhere around, and and in that area. I didn't know there were alligators either. <laughs> oh yeah, in the Trinity, in the Trinity up here in North Texas. In North Texas, yeah. In fact, I think it was Carl in her review that was the first published documentation of the alli- American alligator for Tarrant County. Oh wow! Nice. So I was, I, I was looking through old herp reviews a while back. I was like, oh my god, it was Carl. It was great. That's cool. It was pretty funny. So. So like when I I lived up there and you know I was like big into the crocodile hunter Steve Irwin. Oh, of course. And yeah, that, me too. I remember all those episodes. Yeah. Now, like most of my cousins and like most of my family is from Southeast Texas. So we would come down in the summer and I would see alligators and I always dreamed of living in a place with alligators. Eventually I ended up moving down there. So it was great, but uh, I wish I would have known there were alligators in North Texas when I lived up there. Yeah. It's, you know. There are definitely few, few and far between, but we got, you know, we got good spots. Yeah, go look at them. I love gators too. If I was, I always yeah. told friends, if I was in Florida, I'd be a croc <laughs> girl for sure, and be out yeah. there doing that. So they're yeah. they're one of my faves as well. They're, it's an easy switch over from from Chelonians to crocodilians. <laughs> you know, they're just these ancient animal groups that haven't changed a whole lot in a long time. And unfortunately, neither groups are very diverse. I think there's like 300 something species of turtles, right? Yeah, three hundred. Which is way better than Crocs, but oh, I know. And when I was hanging, to, talk about lizards and snakes. I was like, wow, it's tiny, tiny group, species-wise. Yeah, the friends I was with this weekend, they're out there IDing plants and stuff, and I'm like, man, I got it good. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they have always, what grass is this? And they're talking back and forth of what grasses and this is. I was like, oh, I've got it good. I can, I can memorize three hundred over three hundred on speed turtles. It's been yeah, no problem. <laughs> Have you delved into any of the old world turtles or anything in South America, Central America yet? Yeah, like Carl's folks? done a lot of Central South American turtle stuff. Yeah. He's 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 got that. So I've seen him, you know, via him and stuff. Yeah. But as far as like me going and visiting parts of Mexico, I haven't been to Mexico in like 25 years. Yeah. I'll hope, I mean, I would love to get back down there and just see family. And uh, when my mom, last time she was in Mexico, she found a... Mexican must not a Mexican must it's Canisternan Integrum okay there and I was like of course my mom goes and finds like you know <laughs> one of my dream turtles would be great yeah. <laughs> so but no I haven't I haven't traveled out of out of Texas for a while now but anyway yeah. well luckily Texas has amazing biodiversity yeah and how many turtle species do we have we got like 35 35 yeah that's pretty solid it's, many it's people... second, second mo- okay it's Alabama Okay, Alabama. West Mississippi, like kind of back and forth on on the stuff. Gra- they got all the Graptomies and and kind of stern in yeah. and Sternothrus. Yeah. And then and then us. So yeah. we're up there. I say we're second. So yeah. almost half. It's 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 great to be a turtle nerd and growing up in Texas and have all yeah. this at our fingertips. I think I was talking yeah. to someone from who grew up in Europe, and they're like, "Man, I had <laughs> I had a water snake," you know. <laughs> so yeah. have you um. Have you worked with chicken turtles at all? Not yet, but our our friends um, down there in University of Houston, Clear yeah. Lake, she's been doing chicken turtle stuff. So nice. not yet, not yet. That's one of the very few that I'm missing. Same, same lady that does uh, terrapin stuff? 
Yep. And ASTs and all that stuff. Amazing. Love her. She's absolutely wonderful. So, um, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully soon. I was, we were passing through her hood and she had texted me and was like, Hey, we just found a chicken turtle. Where are y'all? I was like, Oh, I just missed y'all by like an hour. But anyway, I never got to meet her, but I was, um, I was working for Texas A&M Natural Resource Institute this past semester. And, um, they, they do a lot of chicken turtle research. Yes, 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 yes. And they're, um, she's using a lot of the same sites for her eDNA study on chicken turtles. Um, so I saw some of her, her technicians, and I met some of them, but I never saw her. <laughs> gotcha. No, she, yeah, she's awesome. We went diamondback terraping with her a few last month. Yeah. Amazing. Super amazing trip. I yeah. definitely learned I'm not a coastal person. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, I was, like the salt, huh? <laughs> I was, I'm a box, three-toed box turtle in the woods. That is my home. Yeah. <laughs> I was not all about the marsh and the sea yeah. life. I, Sticky it was very, and mosquitoes. <laughs> and... I got, I've never gotten that destroyed by mosquitoes or chickers or whatever it was when we were tromping through the salt marsh. I had never gotten so destroyed from bugs. I mean, it was yeah. worth it. I found Diamondback Terrapin. It was amazing. Um, but Oh my gosh. <laughs> I like my, I like my woods and the jungles yeah. and the piney forest. I love Fresh it. water ecosystems. Yeah. Rivers. <laughs> Give me a swamp or a bayou and muck. And you, yeah. <laughs> you know, one thing I, I love Texas aquatic ecosystems, but my only gripe is in the Eastern part of the state, they're so murky. We can't snorkel oh, yeah. turtles here really. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You get Sucks. lucky if the water's a little bit clear in East Texas oh. for sure. But I fell in love with East Texas a lot. I mean, yeah. outside of just alligator snappers and having to be in that part of the state a lot in those last few years, just, I don't know, I guess, like I said, I think I'm just a three-toed box turtle <laughs> and that's my home, home habitat, my home range is, is where so I'm I saw you know, went out and saw painted turtles in East Texas. Oh yeah. And one of my biggest claim to fames on iNaturalist is I had for a long time, I had the only painted turtle observation. It was a DOR by Cattle Lake. Okay, I pro- that's what I used to go find him. I used your phone. I <laughs> used you really? your iMat. You saw his pancake to the road? Yep, I know, exactly, I know exactly the photo you're talking about. Because <laughs> this was like two years ago, right? Yeah. And you were, it was like you and there's like three or four other observations. It wasn't very yeah. many. So yeah. my buddy who lives in Florida, he was Oklahoma at the time. He came down one summer. And I said, hey, Carl hasn't found Southern Painted. Let's go. So we took off a day trip and just boom, and I found one close yep. to kind of where you're yeah you, you were i mean you know but, i got i was it was really cool but yep i know exactly i never saw a live one but i do oh i can show you I can, they're, really easy. they're really easy i'll i'll fill you in they're real easy to see in that that area once you're there that whole area kind of gets overlooked by a lot of purpose like far northeast texas so i like going up there because there's chances for novel discoveries like that not completely yeah. novel but like when I looked on iNaturalist and I was at one time for like a few months, I was like the only person that had yep. an observation for the state. I was, it's pretty, that gave us a little pat on the back. No, that was great. And absolutely. It helped. I mean, we've gone up there and we want to continue to survey that area for them. Yep. We got some really good pictures and really good, hopefully in that direction. It's, I yep. love that part of the state too. It's just a, a very overlooked species in Texas. Yeah. It's there's, I think through. virtually nothing published about them. Yeah. another one of the low-hanging like, fruit gotta be a lot of opportunities for county records around east texas um, 
So their historical, if you look on our website, it's, um, you know, Shelby, mm -hmm. kind of all the way down. Um, I went, what do we do this time last year? We were, we were in East Texas, kind of the Toledo Bend area, yep. a little bit further south, like with those last counties in the range, we, we hit that. Jasper, Jasper County, Newton County. Some we of did Jasper, stuff. we did Newton yeah. last year, this time last year, exactly, almost. Yep. Um, didn't find anything, but, you know, yep. so you got to keep going, you got to keep looking, so. Maybe just the county south of them. Don't think they're probably pretty far down the Sabine um, watershed. They really like to, it seems like they really like to hug that. That northeastern. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So but, but we'll see, man. There's plenty yeah. more to look. There's plenty yeah. more to be done. I need to like I drive all over the place and I, I get lazy about stopping at bridges. Oh my god. Some of them are just, I don't know. There's like sometimes there's not a good place to pull off and like traffic yeah. and stuff you do have but to be I, I have a good i have a big super telephoto lens so like i i need to you know keep and keep up with turtles more when i'm driving it's, around bridges are great bridges are easy they're mostly easy yeah there's always this time where we're like we look over we kind of got the thing you know carl's driving and i'm the one that makes the really drastic turn to look to look down in the water to see if we see anything basking and then yeah. we turn around and try to figure out where to pull off and We've got yeah. reflective vests just because it is dangerous. I mean, yeah. I've had this car flying past me and I'm there on the bridge just taking pictures, but it's yeah. it's cool. When you find those good spots and those areas under the bridge um, yeah. that you can walk under like in East Texas and where, yeah. you, you know, a lot of people get down there. Boat. Oh yeah, just sneak up on them. Yeah, that brings up a point for uh, people that want to get into wildlife and stuff. You know, a lot of the stuff we do is from roadways botanist botanize on the on the right of ways turtle nerds are on bridges photographing turtles you know birders you know are always birding on roadways i almost prefer to drive around and cover a lot of ground for snakes and stuff and just looking just getting a feel for a, a landscape or an ecosystem than yeah. hiking it because hiking is i mean i love getting on the woods but yeah much of much of what naturalists do is from roadways yeah you know? now that now that you say it if it's road cruising in the evening or road whatever cruising turtling birding yeah um they, they provide a nice and maybe because texas is like 95 percent privately owned that we do it that way here <laughs> um, yeah that's probably as well we have a ton of public land to, to go explore but they're a good way to sample for for herbs and stuff um, for sure so yeah that's cool um yeah, so I got to work with chicken turtles, and that was like the first like real wildlife research job I had, like actually getting paid to study chicken turtles. Yeah, it was really cool, and I, I love chicken turtles for it. Um, I don't know if I could be a just a turtle biologist. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's awesome! It, I mean, I, I, I after like the second month, I was like, I don't want to look at a different species. <laughs> you know what? You know what's funny? Um, yes and no, because we do get you do get blind by seeing the same thing over and over again yeah but you have to I told this to another friend a while back like even having a fresh set of eyes we were yeah. turtling helping our friends at Tarleton with the Kegel map turtles work yeah. that he's doing yeah. and one of the young men that was out there um he's from Oregon or Washington yeah. a place not very turtley and we yeah. had caught just some texana that were right there in front of us and just looking at him and he picks up the 
one of the Texas cooters and says, hey, what's this? And points to me and is like, what's this on? It's plastron. And I'm like, those are eggs. They look like eggs from an invert. Oh, wow. Like an invertebrate. And I'm like, and it's one of those things that all of us there that have seen turtles over and over and over again, you go blind to, but there's so many things right under our nose. And yep. it took a young, fresh set of eyes to be like, hey. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So we collected them, we scraped it. Natural history note, you know, that should yep. hopefully come out next, you know. I, mean, I shouldn't, I don't think I'm going to get scooped on this one, but you know, no, <laughs> you know it's already written up. And that's, yeah. So, I mean, but it's, it's, there's still so much under that, yep. under our noses that, Sometimes it takes another young or just different set of eyes. And I've learned so much. It doesn't matter if they're young or old. Someone from the outside that's not a turtle nerd, not necessarily even a naturalist that points stuff out. Well, why don't you try that? And it's like, oh my God, that's genius. You know, that's, that's makes things so much easier. So you can't get too blinded. Any of us, you know, we do this all the time and it's so easy to get just get in a routine and stuck in the yeah. routine and just all right mark measure pit tag it let it go and there's all kinds of great stuff One thing there. i want to add which maybe when i got tired of it after a while is was probably the most i mean i haven't had like crazy labor-intensive jobs in general but that was definitely the most labor-intensive job i've ever had oh wow like, do, like doing turtle trapping and like hiking out to these sites with like all these traps and stakes and <laughs> that's funny it's like it was in the heat like walking through Katy prairie wet prairie type ecosystem it was rough <laughs> and i don't like think I, twice about I'm that that's decent, funny i'm like in decent shape you know i'm like i think i'm like a kind of a seasoned outdoorsman and i'd be out there and like i didn't think i was gonna make it at the time oh my gosh well it is getting it hot was, uh, i mean i've definitely was, definitely turtled in 100 yeah. degrees I can imagine doing alligator snapper work. I feel like that would also be pretty labor intensive. It's it's yeah, because you're battling them to keep them safe, of course. You know, yeah. I mean there's but there's all kinds of tips and tricks that yeah. you get when you're pulling something out of a hoop trap. And yeah. again, sometimes as simple as a high school student can be like, Oh, why don't we just do that? And it yeah. stuff like that. So it's yeah. I don't know. I guess I never thought of it because it's <laughs> just so much fun. I'm just in the moment, hundred percent. There's nothing else in my life that I've liked or loved this much. <laughs> so. I think my I appreciate chicken turtles a lot for their unique ecology. I just don't care to ever work with them again. <laughs> but they're very like they they live in these very ephemeral wetland pra- like prairie wetlands. Uh, these little pothole wetlands and they like disappear underground for like half the year or more and they and, don't live very long they've they their their scutes a lot so they're always like they always have really nice clean shells you know they're just they have long these long necks they're oh, super neck. cool the males are like like sexually mature at like a very small yeah, yeah. These tiny cute little adult males um they're fast they're amazing turtles but i just got i just got a little jaded after working with them for a long time gotcha. um, but it was uh like that job was a um, really good experience so yeah I just wanted to point out that turtle jobs out of all the herps I would say <laughs> turtles probably some of the most labor intensive I would add crocodilians in there but crocodilians get me so excited I never minded it working with them doing research yeah well that's, like, that's exactly it I've never known moment. I feel like with alligator snappers it's probably the same way each you, you're never going to get tired of pulling a, a net up with a freaking huge alligator snapping turtle in it. <laughs> it is it is funny because someone said that the last snapper palooza, our last turtle snapper survey, and someone's like, oh, another alligator snapper. <laughs> kind of like, of course, another one. You know, but it was in a good way, in a yeah. in a good way, like, wow, another, you know, 
like, oh, just another alligator snapping turtle. Don't mind us. <laughs> we're all thinking about alligator snappers recently. Like we already, like, we just kind of naturally know them as like a big species. And it's like, we know it's fascinating how big they are, but I was, I was thinking, I was like, they're basically like a huge musk turtle. Not that taxonomically, oh, have, taxonomically, they're, taxonomically they're not, but like when you just look at them, they're like a mega musk turtle. And that makes I've them, had- that makes me like, appreciate them even more they're like this mega turtle you know I've had it's like lucky that we have a huge 100 pound plus turtle that still exists because they're over geologic time we had like archelon right it's a huge i can't remember how big like the massive fossil turtle i think it's called archelon protostega and then the one that starts with an a yeah yeah like huge i can't like 20 like 10 foot long carapace or something like huge like it's yeah. ridiculous but we, we got, still have we massive good we got the leatherback still that's a massive turtle like they weigh up to a ton right mm-hmm. sea turtle the biggest, yeah. yep biggest of the sea turtle it's hard to fathom that that turtle that big yeah that's that talk about a bucket list lifer yeah. um leatherbacks of course yeah. super cool one day right one day we'll there was a report of one popping up or, or nesting in Texas, right? Yes. So a couple years back, actually, there was one that laid some laid a nest, and a couple of the babies died in the egg. And Carl oh, was nice. able to get those sent to UTA. Okay, good. Uh, Donna did send those to him, so a couple of them are at um, at the UTA museum up there. And we have those CT scans, so there's CT scans yep. of them I think, on our website, yep. which is really cool. So that was, oh, I want to say it was like seven eight years ago now okay yeah and then one recently died um a couple years ago i don't know what they did with that i think but you know yeah oh i think anyway i want to go off on that but i don't know i'm not gonna i don't know what i'm talking on that part so yeah but they they get here occasionally yeah but like i guess are more more common uh sea turtles are like kemp's ridley's greens wireheads greens there's ridley um Kemp's Ridley is the state sea turtle of Texas. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, d- I never got too much into sea turtles. I have yeah, not either, honestly. to be honest. I think it's because there's, they, get <laughs> so much, they get so much attention already. Um, I always stray away from those species because I'm like, let's turn our attention to the stuff that like needs to be more, more well understood and appreciated. Like yeah. our Texas freshwater turtles. Yeah. For sure. Oh, for sure. I was always, like I said, even as a little kid, like the tortoises and freshwater turtles, you know, partly because being in North Texas, that's what I got to see. Sliders, cooters, soft shells, yes. common snappers up here. Um, yeah. And just not, not a sea life. You mentioned earlier. Still back to, I watched it all on TV, you know, because that's what we had as a kid. Yeah. Um, watching all those biographies and whatnot but surely surely you aspire to see one of the big island giant tortoises either the Aldabra or the Galapagos I was doing like book reports whenever I had to go to the library as a kid and do a book report like I was picking a Galapagos or Aldabra book to to do a book report on for sure my understanding is like the the Galapagos and the Aldabra tortoises are found on different sides of the world on these island systems and the reason they got so big is because of lack of predators Right. That's my understanding. Really neat. You know, they're found on these little, little bitty islands and they're, they're massive. Yeah. Like I don't like a, a couple of friends, 400 pounds, right? 500 pounds for Aldabras yeah. or uh, Galapagos. They're, 
and they would probably i have a couple zookeeper friends that keep the that are for the galops and aldabras at their oh, yeah. zoo and <laughs> and we, they send me pictures all the time and it's just they're so cool and they're so yes. old but you know it's like if i went and laid down in there they would just eat you <laughs> they would just go over and just eat you alive if, if they right. had a chance they're just little they're monsters that move super slow it's great yeah Cool. We had we had a we have a group of them at Crocodile Encounter Aldabras, but they're all like young ones. Oh, gotcha. They're not uh, they're not big yet. They're not big, massive, you know, tortoises yet. But they're 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 neat. I'm glad to say that I've like worked with them a little bit. Although working with them just means I you know toss some lettuce in there. Every now. <laughs> you can eat this lettuce. Have some, and some tortoise tortoise chow. Oh, um, tortoise chow is very important. Oh, gotcha. good stuff for them. Other than turtles and herps what do you is your other stuff that you that gets you excited oh wow um so yeah started with herps i think what what happened like i've always been a herper and but what really got me excited about herps as i got older was like trying to understand like what habitats are found in and like like what soil types are associated with or like the vegetative communities that are associated they're associated with and it was more like what got me into like what really intrigued me about looking for herbs was the ecology aspect. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to get into plants because I started to realize like there's some really cool plants in these ecosystems too. And um, started off just like, I would go to these plant, so like uh, rare plant um, parks and uh, go look at some like rare orchids and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I've gotten increasingly more into plants and I've uh, befriended a few botanist and um there's there's some of the best most passionate naturalists i've ever met and they know so much about like geology and just yeah. natural history in general so i was gonna say i have a plant tree nerd that you should have on that i was hanging out with him this past weekend and i think he's super That's, brilliant yeah. awesome person that you should yeah. have on for your tree love to have him on love to have him on tree or plant. Yeah, tre trees and I, took a, I took a dendrology class in college and um i fell in love with trees because they like make up our ecosystems, right? So they have such a large influence. And, um, and what, I think the one really cool thing about plants is, like, I, don't, I don't know enough about a lot of the different plant groups. There's, these are very speciose <laughs> families. You're talking about like the, or well, in Texas, the orchid family isn't that diverse, but all the asters, like all the sunflowers, um, I mean, there's like hundreds of species and they're hard to keep up with all of them. The plants in general are hard to keep up with all the species, but in general, though, I like to spend time in, and uh, I like to pay attention to rare plant communities, and I like to spend time in them because there's really good chances for like like novel discoveries that are important mm -hmm. for plant conservation. Um, even if I don't know the species, like around Southeast Texas, I have a decent eye for the ecosystems around here, and if I see a plant that um, looks peculiar, I'll send it to one of my botanist friends, and every now and then I'll get like a county record. You know, oh, wow. <laughs> there's just, you never like, plants are so overlooked by oh, so many naturalists. Uh, there's so few people that are out really surveying hard for plants. And um, we have a lot of plants that are very imperiled in Texas. So I've been paying more attention to plants, um, but in then birds, I like birds a lot. So yeah. what's, what's the plant life plant like with conservation? And I'm trying to just kind of touch on if it's similar, like that we have to, deal with when it comes to turtles and stuff. yeah I'm actually not super familiar I'm not gonna lie I'm not I'm not a not gonna claim to be a botanist or anything I'm just a naturalist that is trying to 
you know, yeah. broaden my horizons and, and try to help conserve as, as many taxa and eco and just every aspect of ecosystems as I can. Um, and it's fun to look for, you know, some of the rare, like orchids or some really cool orchids yeah. that I like looking for. I've got but, my uh, friend in Florida, he's an orchid nerd and he yeah. can go find ghost orchids. And he's sending oh. me, he FaceTimed me when he was in front of the ghost orchid. I'm like, oh my God, dude, I wish <laughs> I could be there. It's, it's very cool watching his, his stuff. Yeah, orchids but and stuff. I, I do know there are many challenges for for plant conservation um, because a lot of plants, a lot of orchids, especially, I mean, they evolve in these um, very mature ecosystems. They have all these requirements to to survive. You know, the hydrology and these a lot of a lot of rare plants are in East Texas are associated with bagels or seepage wetlands okay. where there's spring, spring water that um, is always flowing out of these seepages. And like that hydrology is altered even just a little bit. A lot of these plants can't survive, um, you know, but even like we have a lot of rare prairie plants and, yeah. you know, and when a prairie is plowed, it changes the composition of the soil and this, a lot of those rare plants can't return. No. Um, so they're just like the, one of the big indicators for um, like when I'm driving around and I'm looking at the landscape, um, I, can, I can get an idea on the health of an or the history of an ecosystem just by the plants present. So like I see a field of perennial grasses like a uh, little blue stem, big blue stem, Indian grass. I know that's probably a field that hasn't been disturbed for a long time or ever. It might be, uh, you know, original prairie and that's highly valuable for conservation for plants and animals um, that are associated with prairies. Um, mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I, um, Kind of my thing with plants is more from the plant community aspect yeah but i do try to look for some of the rare plants just because a lot of them are really pretty and they're just interesting to photograph and definitely because i felt that a lot with turtles herpers are overlook them you know like they're, they are a lower tier for, for oh, most yeah. people oh i know i know and and i'm just like so man ridiculous. they're the most in most endangered <laughs> group of vertebrates currently yeah yep. i mean talk about has the highest biomass for our ecosystem, you know, and you know, with plants like super valuable, super yeah. overlooked, people just yeah. think, oh, it's more grass on a highway or as you're driving past or whatever habitat yeah. you're driving, driving through to stop and realize, but anyway, yeah. we'll get there. It's like everybody has, there's, you know, we need people that are specialized with all the different animal and plant groups. And, um, but I think it's beneficial for a lot of people to, to look at look at it from the ecosystem perspective no. to um, a lot of people get so zeroed in on one taxa or another and they forget that like we need to really pay attention to the entire ecosystem because yeah. that's you know what holds everything together and conserving ecosystems conserves the maximum amount of species you know so that's uh kind of how i think now but Turtles are so overlooked. It's it's uh it's crazy. <laughs> They're like of, turtles eat a lot of plants. They eat a lot of seeds. They eat a lot of nuts. We've had plenty of alligator snapping turtles poop out pecans, acorns, <laughs> you know, muscadine grapes, seed dispersal. Yep. Turtles do a lot of that as well. Again, you know, over, overlooked and people just yep. think, oh, they eat all the fish, which that's one of those myths and rumors that got started. I don't know if people just want an excuse. It's terrible. They just like, I don't know. I, I mean, who right. starts? Like, there's all kinds of stuff that I'm sure you've, you hear also with yeah. plants and whatnot. So, you know, I, I, people tell me all the time they got, they're like, oh, I have all these turtles in my pond. I gotta, I gotta kill them or trap them. Yeah. Explain why a red-eared slider is not a threat to your stocked bass. Can you explain that? Or do you want me to? 
What do you mean to them? You, you so the, them? People think that rendered sliders are like a Dude. major threat to their stocked pond bass that aren't even native to Texas. Bass aren't right, right? But, but like so like like so they dig a pond and they stock it with bass, right? And they're worried that their investment in the bass, they spend money on stocking, and they think these these rendered sliders are going to have a huge impact on the bass. And I yeah, like just the ecology of a rendered slider, like their behavior and like they don't they're not just swimming around taking fish out oh, on the no. fly. No, 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 <laughs> you look, you can look at their their anatomy and they're just not they're not no. an alligator it's, snapping turtle. Even even the alligator snapping don't eat like right. ridiculous amounts of of bass and fish it's, like people think. I don't, I don't know where that It's slim pickings out in the wild. They might sit there with their mouth open for five hours before a, a, a lapoma swims in. They do, well, they, do, they do a lot of scavenging and they do a and lot the of like scavenging on the stuff. They do look, you know, go around. I've seen them, yep. you know, with their face in the sand or whatever, yep. but forging you know, around I don't, and stuff. I don't, I don't know where that myth got started. I we get emails and texts of it all every year in the spring at our our group email um or on facebook yep. i'm just like hey you're lucky <laughs> Good <laughs> news you you yeah. should have all the trills you should want because they're going to eat your dead dick dead dying weak yep. any bass a and bass is going to take out ridiculous amounts of baby turtles right like, easy yeah, that, way it's, more it's, than the other way around it's other yeah that's a good point. I never thought about that. Oh, yeah. Bass take out tons of great yeah. of all the little turtles. They don't even get won't even get a chance to get yeah. big size. And then a lot of turtles don't even stick around in that stonk tank. They'll go from spot to spot and yeah. move around. I mean, even in rural areas, you find a turtle crossing the road. It's like, where did you come from? <laughs> all, all so when you look at an adult turtle of any species, you're look, you're looking at a miracle. Like for them to make, make it through the hatchling stage. To make it I mean, out of the nest. Out of the nest and then to survive to an adult size you know yeah. that's why they have so many that's why their life history is to have tons of babies and hopefully one makes it to adulthood and that'll be a successful best and and i don't get i don't get bent out of shape watching other animals eat turtles at that's, all that's, that's part that's, of their value good. in the ecosystem that's, yeah like good <laughs> i mean that means that bird's got a meal yeah. you know when that bird's in the water or dies and the turtle's gonna eat the dead yeah. you know dead bird or dead animal and stuff we've seen soft shell turtles eat deer like a dead deer that's in the like falling in the river and a soft shells there like pulling chunks out of it so so cool vultures so, of the river yeah oh yeah cleanup crew cleanup crew it's great but anyways it's one thing when i'm uh talking about alligators or turtles or really any reptiles when i'm at crocodile encounter uh, doing the little educational shows um i always try i always bring up the fact that their value in the ecosystem is that of a, both a predator and their prey source. And I like to say that so people don't think I'm just a biased reptile lover. I just want to make sure they know I'm, I'm okay with them getting eaten. And that's actually a very important part of the food web. Yep. You know, that's part of their value, like snakes. They make up a large portion of uh, a predator's diet at certain times of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, like birds of prey, I would assume, are eating tons of baby snakes during hatching season. Yeah. or you know any other predator for that matter and that's part of their value in that ecosystem is that of a prey animal but they're also very important as a predator um so always it's always um good to point that out so people don't think we're just biased turtle lovers yeah. trying to lie to you it's, it's conservation is a hard sell as it is yeah. so you got to make it something they can relate to and, yeah. and whatnot that's but, yeah. i try really i think a lot about it especially when i used to do it a lot like more of the educational stuff i'm like how can i use psychology to convince this person to, to care about natural resources and wildlife and, yeah because it is a 
that's why I always come back to the ecosystem kind of perspective. And even that, even those yeah. words, people are like, uh, it, is, it, is, it is still you know, hard. So it, really it is. is hard. The hardest part of me doing when I have the, you know, it's not my preferred thing. Obviously I like being out in the muck in the swamps, mm-hmm. but I've gotten questions and I don't know if you've gotten this type of thing too. When someone asks you like, well, how do you know that's a soft shell? And I'm just like, because it is. I mean, it's been the biggest thing that I've had to teach myself and how do I communicate <laughs> to somebody else? Why is this a soft shell, not a slider? Why is it a yep. slider, not a cooter or whatever? And I've really, like I said, try to teach myself how to explain it to someone that doesn't have a clue, maybe probably don't even care. As soon as they walk away from (laughs) the table, they're gonna not care. But that's been my hardest because I've, we've grown up staring at these animals in books forever. And I just know from a silhouette or a mile away that it's a cooter versus a slider or a soft shell, you know, by looking at it. But some people just, if you've never seen it, never experienced it, you know, explaining that kind of stuff to people. Because kids also ask the best worst questions. Where you're like, right? You're like, yeah. oh crap! I never thought of that. <laughs> what am I gonna tell they you? Will stump you sometimes. I think kid asked me. <laughs> some kid asked me. I was doing a croc presentation. He asked me something about cells, cell biology. I was like, dude, we're here to learn about crocs, okay? We're not. This isn't a. This isn't a molecular biology class. Oh my god, that's a good one. That's I'm a like good a one. Six, seven-year-old kid, like, no lie. It's like awesome. te- you teach me about cells. <laughs> That's probably, it's probably what you should have done. But okay. never, I've, had, I've always had absolutely zero interest in the molecular side of biology. Oh, it's it's, it's good like, to know yeah. a little bit about, but like when I had to take those classes in college, it really didn't interest me at all. Yeah. Oh, I like taxonomy. God. I like ecology and, you know, like the, natural history, ecology. Natural history, yeah. I do love me some taxonomy as much of a mess and in the yeah. weeds it is. But and, it, it, it helps you understand where everything fits in and who's related yeah. to who and. Or, or when it doesn't make sense, and being like, hey, I don't think, you know, this should be, you know, or whatever. That's are there any, are there any uh, big taxonomic dramas in the turtle world right now? Oh, yeah, tons. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with alligator snapping alligator turtle. Alligator snapping turtle, yeah, got the swanee alligator snapping turtle. Apalachicola, but it's not one, but it is, but it isn't. The, yeah, and then um, we always call Mississippi map turtles. Oh, that whole group. Yeah. Grapheny's Coni. We call them Grapheny's Coni. Coni. Yeah. They're technically Grapheny's false. Coni. Yeah. False map turtle. We think that, I don't know, one of my goals, uh, but you know, I don't want to get one of my goals of figuring that out, but that, somebody yeah. go and do it before I do. But right. I <laughs> yeah. So do y'all, are y'all, is uh, Carl really, really interested in Pseudogeographica and figuring out? Yeah. It's one thing we talk about a lot. Oh yeah. yeah, well we think it should be Graptomese Coni, and it's a running joke. And that that would be like in the Bra- like Brazos watershed. Yeah, they're they're from Trinity Brazos. Like um, the wet, like but everything east of there would be Pseudogeographica. So it's all all the Mississippi map turtles are Graptomese Pseudogeographica. Yeah, yeah. Coni as of right now, we just think they should be Graptomese Coni. But, but I got you. Yeah, what, but it's, go ahead. Would it be? So there's pseudogeographica, pseudogeographica, and then there's pseudogeographica coni. We have pseudogeographica coni only. Okay. So pseudogeographica is like 
would be depending on who you ask. <laughs> it's one of the, it's one of those. <laughs> and then like the Mississippi, uh, Greater Mississippi Watershed, that would like, no, be here. It's I don't know how to explain it. No, you're good. You're good. Put, put you on the spot. This is one of those ones that I don't know how to explain, <laughs> but a, a complicated, complicated it just is. <laughs> <laughs> One of those to me, it just is. But they're kind of just interesting, like because we have like most of our map turtles in Texas, they're all limited to like one watershed, one for drainage. The most, for the most then part, you have right. then you have the the, the city geographica that is kind of all over the place. How come they didn't like evolve in, in one drainage, whereas the other ones like, I'm just, I'm just like thinking I, as I go, I follow, you don't have to answer these questions. Saying. This is just how no. my mind works. I follow what you're saying because the ones in the Trinity look different than the, the Mississippi map trails and the Trinity look different than the, different Brazos. than the Brazos. And we've seen the them, orange. You know, uh-huh, we've seen them in all these upper reaches. And, and that's not just, of, not just stain, it's like, that's actual pigmentation, right? Yeah. Like they, they evolved look, that phenotype because of that soil type is red. Yeah, like it, they look different. And even the ones in East Texas, Carl started out a map of all of it. Okay, so you're so working through it. It's the works. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's another thing that's it's hard being, and I don't know if you've experienced it, being a herp nerd and like you want to say because you want to have this nice open thing, but you got to worry about someone the fear of people scooping you or oh, whatever. I got you. I got you. you, I got know? you. And I'm like, you're good, you're good. I hate that it's, I, mean, I don't know I where, I don't know where we're leading into that. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and it's like, I, I see why people have you so protective, possessive, yeah, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. And it's like, it's, I also one don't know how to explain it yet Yeah. as well. Cause like I said, but, when someone asked me, well, how do you know that's a soft shell? Well, it just is. So but, kind of, I can't, we, we'll know at some point. That's what you're hinting at. I would love, that's one of, one of the things that we, that we, we love, you, you wish you could talk about it here, but we'll, we'll leave that to. One, I just don't know how to express it very well, but yeah. hopefully, yeah, hopefully, yeah. even if somebody else yeah. says, hey, I have the ability, let's do this. I'm like, hey, let's down, I'm down, let's do yes. it. You know, it's but, one of the many things that. When we, when we just more thinking of map turtles, um, one reason why I'm fascinated with them is because we, we learn about like evolution and it's all about gene flow and so it's it's really easy to understand like when you're looking at map turtles how they speciated in like one river because you got like the kegels map turtles only in the guadalupe river it has no connection to the colorado river so there's a totally different map turtle that evolved in that river and then you go to mississippi and all those rivers have like their own map turtle in each river because there's no gene flow between the rivers because those ecosystems, those rivers are not connected at all. So that's like the cool thing about turtles in general is it's a really easy way to, to see, you know, evolution like right in front of you. It's like really easy to understand it. It's, um, it's uh, oh, I saw that was neat. No, you're totally, on, totally spot on. And it's interesting um, because in East Texas, we see Sabine, Map turtles. The Sabine map turtles. Only in the Sabine basking, basking yeah. next to Mississippi map turtles. But then the Mississippi map is like cosmopolitan, or maybe that's not the right word. But they're found like in all of the rivers. You know, they yeah. somehow they maybe they just haven't been around long enough to to speciate in each watershed. You know, give them you know however many years, thousands of years, and maybe each of the rivers yeah. they would all be genetically distinct enough to be their own. You know biological unit species whatever 
Right. It's it's and then of course you got the megacephalic and then the not megacephalic mesocephalic. You, you can explain that if you want. Sabine, you got your Sabines that yes. the females don't have or not megacephalic. The map have the big head, yes. Mr. Meg. You know, diet of a different diet from crustaceans and crustaceans, muscles and all muscles, that. Muscles, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're spot on. Yeah. And then the the Sabines that eat things like. Cadis fly nymphs yeah. and well, sponges, like little soft-bodied invertebrates, and all that stuff. So it's very interesting how, because even over into the um, eastern part of the U.S., same thing. You have two different map species in the river system. One's like a megacephalic, yep. one's not. Yeah. Anyways, again, there's, just, uh, there's a lot of cool stuff about. Them. One thing I've noticed about map turtles too is um, they're very microhabitat specific. Like you're not just gonna see a to be map turtle in like an oxbow off of the Sabine River generally. They're they're found like in rivers and then they're basking. They're always basking on logs. They're never on the bank, it seems like. Oh, we've seen them basking on the bank. Yeah. But but generally though, they they seem to like want to bask away from the bank where they can, you know, there's easier predator avoidance opportunities, it seems. About that. We've seen yes. map turtles basking on everything from tires to concrete to generally in like out off, off the um, they say that for Kegel, but we're about to <laughs> put a natural history. Oh, is that, is that, a, is, that a, is that a Herper, Herper <laughs> dogma that I've been sucked into? We got another natural history note on that one also. Yeah. Um, <laughs> especially the basking stuff. Yeah. Um, generally though, um, they, they, they do seem, there's exceptions, but it seems like, yeah. like I see. all the, out of all the pond turtles, the, the, um, uh, the family sliders and cooters and that turtles. Uh, Amidids. Most yeah. Amidids, like those bask all over the place, like logs, banks, like map turtles. Like it would be weird for me to see a Sabine map turtle or like a, or like a Texas map turtle, like on the bank. It would just be strange to me. So like I, I just never see them doing that. You know, they're always yeah. like out in the middle on on snags away from the bank. I've we've seen it. We've Seems seen like a, uh, we've seen uh, close to the road. Closer to the bank, yeah. Yeah, Carl. Carl has property out in Menard, and yeah. it's like a Versa City. It's great, nice. and they're they're kind of everywhere. He's Got seen them. He's seen them. He's caught or found a female with like her leg freshly chewed off. Oh wow! Up on the up on the, it's in it's in it's one of the last years her preview. I think maybe yeah, yeah. Just, maybe. Nice. I mean, so they're they do. It's it's yes. you know what? Also, the thing is, I think is that there's just not many nerds looking at that. Could There's be. a very few that that you know have you or like this that can think about that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, I wonder if this, I wonder yeah. if that. Just like the prairie stuff is overlooked, yeah. and you yeah. find what you find, and you know, yeah, what you know. Just, so, yeah, I like to think about it, but yeah, I trust <laughs> y'all spend much more time sampling for turtles, so I trust. Wow. Uh, yeah, I trust your word. <laughs> it's, it's it's true. It's like we're probably some pretty recent nerds. There's definitely a lot of nerds have done lots of turtle stuff in this state yeah. over the you know are you familiar with um that uh grad student at sfa studying alligator snappers oh yeah yeah, yeah. we were on the paper found like the 230 pound yeah, 211, alligator snapper. 211 pound yes yeah, i huge. talked to him yeah huge. that's freaking cool. i was supposed to go out with him but we couldn't i couldn't oh. find time to go <laughs> that's so, that's I, met, so cool. I met him when i was doing chicken turtle surveys okay. one of our sites was in uh nacogdoches yeah and uh, we would hang out with sfa people and um I was That's lucky enough to meet him and talk turtles and um he's doing some cool stuff like yeah I wish I could have got in on some of that but yeah um, they, that 
it was really cool with them pulling yeah. that to 11. That's as soon as I saw it, I'm huge, like, that's the new huge. state record. That's it. The new it's state insane. record. That thing's awesome. got, how old do you think that thing is? I couldn't even. <laughs> it's got to be 100 plus 100. years old. Yeah. yeah. And, and where he found it to me, to us, makes sense. I can't obviously say, which I'm not, you know, we're going to yeah. go into that. But um, I, it makes sense. I'm like, okay. If he, Pretty he, high quality. I mean, just undisturbed. The, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. A, great, a great gem of a spot, which yeah. is just awesome. Just, it's, just, it's neat to think of like when that turtle hatched out, there were still jaguars walking around East Texas and Black Bear and Man, that's wild. <laughs> if, you think, if you think about it, if that thing is, it could be 150 years old. And like 150 years ago, Texas was so much different. There was oh, so much cool wildlife still. It was probably swimming next to paddlefish. Oh, I still. love paddlefish. Those are cool too. <laughs> Those are great. Gar, gar paddlefish. Yeah. There's some um, cool fish. Surely you see lots of fish when you're out turtling. Yeah, we lots of gar. Love gar. love some gar. Let's with some gar. Bowfin. We saw um Carl was snorkeling when we were in East Texas a couple years back and he saw a bowfin. This past spring we went to go up in up in um where the painted turtles are. Yeah. We rented a house with some turtle nerds and found a, a whole ball of bowfin. Yeah. And it was just so <laughs> cool. Like the, you know, the dad right there and watching them. In fact, I I, I texted on um texted him the pictures because like dude this has just happened it's so cool it was yeah. great those are lots of lots of favorite fish I'm trying to think what yeah. else i've seen that i've been really i don't like catfish there's one there's one thing that i don't care not about. even flathead catfish no because i was five years old and i thought i could pick them up <laughs> out of the get... pond and i just got stabbed get stabbed yeah they're, they're pretty rough pretty rough so that's that's the one fish that I'm like, oh, don't stab me. The smaller they are, the more dangerous they are. That's like alligators snapping turtles. Hard to, yeah, right. The smaller the little AST are, the more feisty and the more they can kind of get you. Yeah. Um, but the bigger they are, there's like puppy dogs. They're just chill, like whatever. Not really. They'll they'll. <laughs> one thing I, I like to mention um, when I'm doing shows is. Like people think in Houston, they think they have to travel to like another country or continent to see amazing wildlife. I'm like we have alligator snapping turtles in our own backyard, but the only caveat to that is can't really see them. Yeah, <laughs> they're, really they're very hidden. But uh, it's still, it doesn't matter if you can see them or not. It's just fun to know they're there. Like people don't uh, think about that. Like, what if they weren't there? If like they were extinct, they we could be having this conversation in the context of. You know, the last alligator snapping turtle died, you know, 100 years ago, and that was it. It could have very well been the case. They were heavily, you know, uh, exploited for their meat for a long time. Uh, luckily, we had a whole conservation movement with a bunch of wildlife laws, and um, now they're, you know, protected in the state of Texas, yeah. and maybe soon to be federally protected. But we shouldn't take them for granted. Oh, that's, no. that's the point, you know, like they're. So species like that are the like the really cool species that you're always like, gosh, how come all the cool stuff goes extinct? It's usually stuff like alligator snapping turtles. Yeah, but, well, um, hopefully not. Hopefully we won't. But I mean, we're, we're, the thing yeah. that we've talked about and kind of told people is that there's a lot in your own backyard yeah. that I think under people's noses they don't realize it might be in urban. There's some pretty decent turtling in urban oh, yeah. areas. I mean, there's six species. I've got four species in my backyard. 
you yeah. know, like just the water, the water that my house backs up to. Yeah. So it's, it's getting people to like, Hey, you have it right here in this little area. And yeah. Carl had said it before that he traveled all over the world thinking he had to go to these far off places for herpetology or what have mm. you. And he's like, Oh, there was alligator snapping turtles 10 minutes from yeah. from us or whatever. So see the first person that really keyed in on the North Texas alligator snapping turtles. So they were published back in 1990. Um, some other longtime nerds up here yep. and we just finally started could trapping them and yep. doing a study up here in Terra a, a long-term yeah. cat recapture study yeah. Mark recapture. <laughs> yeah our study sites up here up here in Tarrant County with that and that yielded the biggest female um 70 71 pound female up here from Tarrant County that we caught know. two three years ago so she was a record uh, she had cataracts which we published on this past year's herp review also so um lots of yeah. easy low-hanging fruit yeah. right in our own backyard you know so yeah there's so much even i think even just kids getting excited about lizards and urban lizards we got texas spinies anoles yeah. the mediterranean geckos that that people can get excited about that's super urban do you do any herping for snakes up there yeah, um, I haven't in a while, yeah. um, but there's there's rattlesnake. My first uh, Aatrox was yeah. just west Western Diamondback. Uh huh. It was just west of here. When we talk scientific names, it's so I know <laughs> we can throw out the common name too for people. We have to. We don't yeah. want to make people feel excluded. Yeah, exactly. Western Diamondback easier to say yeah. Aatrox for sure. Yeah. So have you seen the the timbers up there? I have not gotten a timber yet. I have not gotten a timber. They've, they're oh. at Hagerman. I, it seems like every time I'm there, the next day, someone posts someone a timber one. from Hagerman. So when I was a kid, I spent a lot of time at Hagerman yeah. and adjacent public lands and only saw one timber and it was in near Hagerman. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know how to herp either. I was riding around with my dad. Yeah. Um, we happened to cruise one up on accident. I went out there last year with a friend, found three in a single evening. Just because I need to go with you. <laughs> the only thing with that, they were all very recent road kills. They all like every single one of them was still twitching. <laughs> oh my gosh! But the oh. point, like, still the point is, like, I went my whole childhood only seeing one, and then you know, and I've I've grown up, and I like I know a little bit more about snakes. And it's uh, yeah. makes a big difference, you know. But they're still hit or miss. Timbers can be very hit or miss. We just when we were out there in early fall last year, and they were just really moving that evening. We just couldn't get a live one. We barely missed one of them. It was like barely clipped, you know, bare, still, you know, the car, flicking the car its tongue. They're much more abundant there than I originally thought. Okay. You know, especially looking at iNaturalist records or it seemed, uh, seemed to be doing okay. Yeah, that's that's one that we went at our both of our our East Texas, our Hardin County Snapper Palooza study site. Every time we go and somebody leaves, it's like, don't come back unless you got a timber. <laughs> That's our running wait, wait. joke. Harding County? Yeah, Harding County. Oh, I freaking I love Harding County. Yes, I know, <laughs> I right? Just to the south of it in Jefferson love, County. Okay, love Harding County. That's one of our. That's our like one site. of the coolest areas for herbs in East Texas because it's the southern part of the Piney Woods. You got the Pine Island Bayou watershed and it's just real swampy palmetto flatwoods and oxbows and. Um, but there's like amazing herbs out there. Some of the rarest plants in the state. 
in that oh, county. Nice. The, the big thicket in general yeah. is uh, just a really neat place. I was out there last weekend, actually. On one trail, you can see like six different ecosystems. It's insane. Yeah. You know, like along that Village Creek yes. corridor. It's just, yeah, uh, one of our study sites is out there, and our first yeah. survey was in May, and we just like road cruised the area we're surveying, and we got copperheads and rat snakes and all kinds of just cool stuff yeah. just that you know few yeah. moments of us being out there and so I, yeah. I like I said I love East Texas and Southeast That's Texas. That's cool huh? Really it just really draws me. Have y'all done anything in Southeast and uh Jefferson County? Jefferson, 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 Jefferson. No. It's more it's in the coastal prairie. I don't know what y'all would look for out there. There's I think that Taylor's Bayou needs to needs to be surveyed for turtles. Yeah. Jefferson. It's part of this that's that's like on your way towards it's just the county south of Hardin County. Okay. Towards the beach, towards the ocean. I'm thinking, okay. I'm thinking pretty coastal. Jackson. I was thinking Jacksonville. It's, it's within the coastal prairies region, yeah. eco region. Um we've turtled a little. We've turtled through there. Is that closer yeah. to Orange? Like on the it's, Orange? It's just okay. west of Orange. Okay. We've, There's we've Orange County, Orange there. County, and then Jefferson County. That's okay. That's now I'm in the right spot. Yeah, we've we've turtled orange. Carl has turtled orange. Lots of mud turtles out there. Oh yeah, little kind of sterning. Uh huh. Lots also, of muds. I have beef with those turtles because we <laughs> would catch those. We would catch a ton of kind of sterning uh, mud turtles and our or trap for chicken turtles, and we collected data on those too. Cool. And um, but like so we'd mark their shells, the little know. little file. She felt really weird because I always I used to always talk about turtle shells and like how they can fail in their shell and like you should never like there's like an old school thing like where zoos used to like drill a hole in their shell and like chain them up you know yeah i always like bring that up like just you know stupid knowledge to tell people like you should never do this because it's gonna hurt the turtle because they they're they can feel on their shell the notching itself and this is is another hole we've had in on our specialist group the IUCN specialist group there's been a whole dang massive email thread on just about notching but just about notching yeah really what's the consensus on that like pro pro notching or anti-notching definitely pro not I mean okay it depends it depends right (laughs) um what we've gathered and just looking at everybody the way everybody does it it's been done for a long 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 time right it's very convenient for mark recapture you don't have to buy a bunch of pit tags and stuff it's yeah we use both i think the really the better two ways is the a hacksaw where you go just on the surface you don't go in you're talking about for big turtles big turtles for, for, for anything even for for kina stern and i oh, okay nice with a hacksaw and i'll have to send you pictures it's one of those things that it, i mean it really just looks like this little divot it's you're not yeah. going in it's not much far yeah, to it's the bone. Just, there's a keratin layer on yeah. the outside of the bone doing that and our asts that are marked like that like really yeah. it leaves a good notch it doesn't go very deep there's no blood what have you um do you have a good spill on um ter- the shell anatomy that may be important to point out what do you mean on the margin the marginals well, the, like outer the, the, the shell of a turtle like it's their outer rib cage and i feel like, like a people lot people don't shell. people don't <laughs> even know a lot of people don't know like what a turtle shell is it's, right oh a keratin over bone it's, it's the, their rib cage fused together Dep- yeah them. and then there's an outer layer of keratin right yeah yeah you got it's, yourself. Like a, it's like an outer skeleton Gotcha. You're right. See, that's something yeah. I would never think to explain because I just yes. know. You know, like just happened to be part of our happened to be part of our little our show when I was at Crocodile <laughs> Encounter. We were talking about the turtle show and 
Yeah, the, but, uh, the bone. If you have an actual shell, you can really, you know, demonstrate it. Like, oh, no. I was going to go grab one, but I don't need to grab one for you. We don't, you know we we don't post about. the videos. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I don't want to be on camera. Maybe someday I will. I just don't have the. But yeah, so a turtle shell, like, you would think, like, when you notch them, you just, you don't want to hit the bone if you don't have to, right? Yeah. So we've seen, like I said, I've seen a whole variety of from hacksaw, which we really like. We really People drill. Over. People use drills. Uh, then then the file which has been pretty good is how the dimeback terrapins are it looks yeah. great it doesn't yeah. there's no blood it doesn't look really you know they don't they don't not scream they don't squirm and you can kind of no. do something to get a gauge of of stress tolerance to yeah. an extent yeah. um so file seems to be okay that's also been used the worst i've seen is someone over accidentally over dremeling yeah. and getting kind of like this this half moon on the marginals you want to stick to the marginals right but you you can see the bone like yeah. i don't know if you, like it was really bad and it was yeah. i went to a photograph it and it, there's blood and i'm thinking i can't take this picture i took a picture for our own personal records of like yeah. what not to do yeah you know because somebody else i don't know if it was an accident they just got carried away didn't mean to to go that deep the drilling holes the dr um, with a very small drill bit in the marginals that doesn't seem bad it's not as bad. We prefer even like overall, I think if you just file or rather not do it. I mean, there yeah. really isn't, I've, there's been blood on those kind of things. You really need to worry about yeah. sanitizing the drill bits um, there. It, they can break. And so you'll have the hole so that, that it'll break yeah. kind of on the outer end. Um, yeah. I would definitely lean away from that. Yeah. Um, the, the little hacksaw, even a file. Yeah. Seemed to really be pretty easy, non-invasive. Other other biologist, he didn't publish it, but he went into like the bone and what could be considered pain or discomfort, how deep you go in. So, yeah. I mean, I would lean away from. I know some people still do it, and they've started yeah. it that way. Some people don't want to change. Some people are old school, and they yeah. They don't want to change. They don't want to listen to whatever, but you know, it's just like with anything we learn more yeah. science You with science, anything, you know, the more you learn, yep. the better and moving forward. So I definitely think that uh, keeping with this, the superficial hacksaw, yep. it's, it's easier to show in pictures. It's cool. The the whole like numbering system on the marginals is kind of neat. Did y'all do like the one, three, five, seven? Is that, is that it? Just for our own. Yeah, yeah. Just for our own shit chat. There you go. <laughs> so right behind me. I want to see. So when I did it, it was um. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. This is the one that we're. So there are different numbering systems, There's different matching systems. So we did. Yep. There's like four quadrants, and each one there's it's like one, three, five, seven. Yeah. I think if I remember right, and. Mm -hmm. Um. It would allow you to mark many turtles with a unique numbering system. That, that's more like a crocodilian numbering system. Crocodilians also have a, on their tail scutes, there's a numbering system that you can use to yeah. give them a unique mark. And you can mark hundreds of animals before you'd ever run out of numbers. This, yeah, that was pretty yeah, good. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. So we take it on the field. Yeah. And then of course for the... Yep. I love it. It's really, it's really good to have this because you get lost really quickly. I don't, I stay away from the notching. I've got other, you know, other of our friends and volunteers that come out are really good at it. So. Yeah. 
I once had to notch. So we'd always have, we'd always mark, we'd batch mark, um, trachemies, uh, rated sliders, a kind of stern in, and even common snapping turtles. And, um, but like one time I didn't like marking any of them cause it was just extra work. <laughs> I was there to catch chickens. Over. Like... But when, one time we caught like in one trapping session, we caught like some like 30 mud turtles and had to notch them all. Oh. It was, my hands hurt from that. And but like when you're holding, they're, they're a little turtle for people listening. They're like, their carapace is like maybe four, four to six inches long. They're just a little, a very little turtle. And, um, like by the end of it, my hands hurt. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that that's much more efficient than a file. And the file would get really dull, and you you know you'd have to kind of you know press down a little harder and, and rock it. And rock yeah, it. yeah, it was uh, it's quite an experience. And everybody dreams of uh, having a herb job, and then you're out. I'm out there in hundred degree heat, mosquitoes notching, you know, mud turtles. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is not not what I signed up for. But no, it's. Herp research, you know, it's um, it's not all fun and games. It's a serious job, too. I'm, I'm trying to think if there's an aspect about it that I don't like. There's, I mean, I really, there's not, there's not really, I don't ever go out to a survey or come back from a survey thinking, oh, God. Was that sucked. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm always like, yes. And then when I'm yeah. done, I'm, on a, I'm well, on a high as well. I really like going and volunteering and doing research. Like I love going to Belize and doing croc research. Um, I just, I've like, I've, I've developed a lot of connections and stuff and I like getting involved with research. But what I've noticed about myself is I don't care to do research full time, you know, 40 hours a week. <laughs> I wish <laughs> I could do it 40 hours a week. But... What I do now, I'm a, I work for an environmental consulting firm and yeah. um, I get to do like something different every week or every day. And it, it keeps, it's just, I mentioned this before, I think with on, I think I have ADHD because I get like, I get tired of stuff really fast, like doing stuff every day. Uh, I like work. That's why I like biodiversity in general. I get to like work with different species and just, uh, like I love turtles, but I don't think I would ever spend a whole year just looking for turtles. I feel like I might get jaded on that after like <laughs> month four. So what y'all do is uh, very inspiring. You know, it's uh Y'all put in a hard hours out there surveying for turtles. <laughs> I wish we could. I wish we could do it more. I mean, yeah. during 2020, uh, COVID times, we really had the ability to like go and hit yeah. the road. And I've got thankfully lots of great PTO to where I can just about take off whenever yeah. I need to. That's nice. So yeah. yeah, so we did a lot of it in 2020. Now with uh, Carl's job at the airport and just everyone's schedule of life. Uh, we haven't, we haven't hit it as much as we did in 2020. I mean, we've still yes. done a lot, but boy, if we could be gone, if I could be gone every other weekend, mostly during season, <laughs> I'm out every weekend, every other weekend. I mean, my family won't even bother to ask if I'm in town <laughs> at the, at during season. They just know I'm going to be gone. I mean, yeah. So it's, it's something that, I, that never would have crossed my mind. I could, but I could easily switch gears and go survey snakes or go road cruising for snakes yep. as, as easily. Yep. But I never, I've never thought of it <laughs> like right. that. But anyway. Yeah. Anything right. else you want to, you want to talk about with turtles? I don't know. I do a little quick fire question uh, thing. If you want to do that, I can just. Her, whatever. I don't know what kind of questions I could ask you. Like, 
your favorite turtle, you know? What's your favorite yeah, turtle? I don't. <laughs> Alligator stabbing turtle. No. If you, pick, if you had to pick, you have to pick once, life or death. You have to pick one. Alligator three toed box turtle. Oh, box turtle. Three -toed, oh. I'm, a, I'm a three toed box turtle. Like, if you were, like, okay, if you were a turtle, what turtle would you be? I'd probably be a diamondback terrapin because then there are no other turtles to compete with. <laughs> See, in my own know. brackish salt marsh <laughs> ecosystem, I'm the only turtle that filled this niche. And, and you're good. You're yeah, great. I'm good at what I do. See, I live in Spartina salt marsh and I okay. swim around with redfish and trout <laughs> and, <laughs> and flounder. Easy, easy answer. What kind of snake would you be? Oh, mud snake. Oh, that's nice. Hiding in the mud, all lathered up. Okay, that's a good one. I don't have mud snakes yet. Yeah, they're cool. They're they're really abundant in Hardin County. So if you're yes. there in like March or April, yes. just after hard rain, go cruise around. You'll probably get a DOR at least. And our, la our, our landowner in Hardin County, but the week the week before we were there for our survey, he had like three timbers that he was wow. pulling out of people's. Just you know, so people wouldn't kill him. He goes and you know removes them from the house area. So Be before we drift off this Hardin County thing, yeah. you got to get me in on this. Oh, Snapper Palooza? Yeah, I want to go Snapper to Hard County Palooza. for Snapper Palooza. Snapper Palooza, man. Give me an invite. It's in May and September. Every All right, year. I'm gonna hold you to it. All right, May September. I'll I'll put you on the email thread. Right. It's already filled, but we'll squeeze you in. <laughs> I'll just I'll just observe from a distance. Just, no, you'll be fine. It's, it's great. It's all camping. Nice. I mean, yeah. it's camping. It's cooking, grilling out, just hanging out under Passionate there. Passionate turtle awesome. nerds. Just, you know, nerds from all kinds. We've got people from different universities, you know, yeah. uh, that come out. People from SeaWorld, Master Naturalist. Wow. Just, just people that, like, want to have fun. And just, it's such a great, fun get-together yeah. other than just trapping. But, you know, pulling traps with ASTs, everyone's excited about. It's, it's great. Fun. Yeah, we've had Tell this. If you could travel anywhere in the world to see turtles, where would it be? Hmm. You know, we talked a lot about getting to Papua New Guinea and to see fly river right. turtles, but nice. I would probably jump on the first easiest to do like Galapagos. Galapagos, yeah. As far as just like easy poop go. Yeah. So, man, that's a hard one. That's yeah, close to like easy yeah. get to Galapagos is an easy trip yeah in a sense <laughs> right where would you where's your biodiversity spot that you want to like hit hard? i don't know if i have a, a turtle specific spot i or would just love to see biodiversity. like right i'm like on australia kick right now oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. Some really they, they only have the pleurodirons the side neck group mm -hmm. of turtles and the fly river so then i don't think they have that many species of turtles either right that whole book, where is it? Where is it? Oh, they do have a lot of. I, I don't know anything. All I know is they only. I don't think they have any cryptodirons. The S the fly river, the fly There's, river. Yeah. Big nose. Oh, I can't reach it. Are those? Surely those aren't turtle. All turtle books. They are all herpetology books. Yes. All herpetology. It's me. That's a big hardy uh, freshwater turtle book. That's pretty stout. Yeah, see, I'm very ignorant of turtles of Australia. I've been learning about orchids of Australia, mammals of Australia, and birds and other herbs, but not turtles. Australia but, is one of those since I was a kid. It's a bizarre because, place. Because of Steve Irwin, right? 
Steve, like, yeah, Steve Rogers. I mean, that was our first, like, oh, kind of opened our eyes to to Australia and, and all that. So that's that's been a big one forever yeah. for me. So yeah, yeah. I, I've been like, I mean, Australia's not open right now, but I'm, I want to go next year, and I've been trying to zero in on a region. And I, I was zeroed in on New South Wales. Mm-hmm. Then I, I was like, I got to go to Queensland because that's where the Australia Zoo is. Yeah. And I got to go see, you know, everything. Australia Zoo. The only problem with that is it doesn't have all the species, like all the herbs and stuff I want to see there. But it's, you know, there's still plenty to see. Yeah. 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 But I really I want to go somewhere with a lot of orchids, a lot of orchids and a lot of python diversity, some really oh, cool yeah. pythons in Australia. Have you done, have you done Florida, like easy Florida orchid python stuff? No, but I really want to go. I've, well, I've been to um, the Everglades once. I got a, a roadkill python. I'm not that interested in seeing python. There's so much more to Florida, the native flora and fauna. Right, right, right. But I mean, just like orchids, because like my friend is really cool, yeah. orchids in Florida is like there's, an easy. Yeah. A lot of people know the ghost orchid, but there's like many other really amazing species of orchids there and pitcher plant diversity yes. and um, i love pitcher plants that's a good that's a big one did you see them in the big thicket oh yeah like where we were camping was walking like our camp was walking distance to a bunch of pitcher plants was it in the preserve yeah, yeah i think I you probably spot. know this spot. I, know the spot. I know the spot i was gonna say i used to camp there and i'd always be the only one and yes. it was always like kind of sketchy because like people would pull up to the parking lot in all hours of the night um oh, this wasn't a, this wasn't it. A part it wasn't a it was like in the forest yeah it was a good drive out into the stuff like it oh, wasn't you. you may you may like, be at a different spot then yeah i mean you, you probably would it's, it wasn't it wasn't the pitcher plant in big thicket no it was, I got this you. was another different. part of was it private land angelina it? no it's angelina oh you're in the angelina forest okay that's where we're this weekend yeah yeah i got you i like it up there too it's really neat i didn't get to spend enough time up th- that there this weekend i would have stayed all weekend if i could <laughs> yeah. it was great and it's beautiful yeah. out there but as far as a book, do you follow the herp book type stuff as well? Are you in the nerds that like likes all the books and stuff? Because I think yeah. I feel like it's a newer thing. Some stuff I get with the with the younger kids. I'm not like, as many books. You know how to use a field guide. We have <laughs> iNaturalist now. Time. Honestly, you hardly need books because iNaturalist for as far oh as this, you know, getting uh, locales and then learning some basic ecology of, of different organisms everyone, iNaturalist for a lot of stuff everyone you're right I and you know I never get on iNaturalist that's why like, like when I, I'm getting I'm like studying Australia right now I just I type I go on the desktop version of iNaturalist I type in Australia and the location and then I type in whatever animal group or plant group and in, in that search bar and then it just pops up and you get all the species listed the most common to the least common and Oh wow! Where they're at, and like it's really, um, it's much better than the the phone, the uh, mobile app. Okay, I I stay off behind that. I still got my field guides. I was preparing. Oh yeah, I know that one. You like this one? No. No, you don't like it. I figured you'd be biased against it. (laughs) No, not at all. It's not a bias against the thing at all. It's the (laughs) text of itself. Yeah. That's no. It's It's a good. It's a good basic overview of a. Yeah, yeah. It's got the plus thing. It's the basics. It's just not. Yeah. I mean, it's basics, but yeah, it's, yeah. I don't, it's not a bias against it specifically yeah. at all whatsoever. That, no, that no. book is uh, the reason why I overlooked the subspecies of softshell turtles and you called me out on it. Oh, that doesn't have it in there? I don't think so. I think that's why I always, I think it, uh, it may mention, I may have overlooked it. It probably does. See, yeah, and that's, I think it's just the I just, way. I never, I never thought of uh, the subspecies of Texas spinies. 
but now I appreciate them more because we got Gua Guadalupeenses, Guadalupe, an and, and, and then the MRI down there. That's a really the MRI that is really really cool. And then from you all the way up here to me north is the Paleta. Hey, hey, look. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like some species, some people don't care much for subspecies. Um, yes. But like the thing about them is, is for one, it, it, get, it helps you understand the geographical significance of that that species and also, or that subspecies. And also, I mean, they're on the path to eventually being, you know, some of them are going to eventually speciate into their own species, right? That's, so just, a, a, that's another hot topic among turtle nerds is that if, that they're if all, it's a subspecies, should it be a species? Like, then right. what's a, there's lumpers well, and splitters. That's all, that's all <laughs> taxonomy. That's plants and animals. Lumpers, splitters, like, if it's, should it be a subspecies? They don't even know, there's debate on what's a species. There's different concepts exactly. of what a species is that are, like, um, there's so, like the phylogenetic species concept, the biological species concept. I think there's a third one too. I can't remember it, but there's all all sorts of debate. But yeah, it's so fun to think about. I, but ultimately, it's you know, it's just fun to think about. <laughs> Some of it has conservation implications, of course. But um, yeah, it's, it's neat stuff to keep up with. Although you always hope that people aren't just uh, letting their egos drive <laughs> some that's, stuff. Yeah, that's, again, again, back to to the you know, being in the herp world and how the some challenge of it is, it is ego and it's this person versus that person or that group versus this group. And I just, yeah. I don't like it and I hate it. And <laughs> I try to look past it and, you know, you got to worry about this and that and yeah. seeing how, how nerds are and, and then hearing stories of people that have had bad things happen to them, whatever, along yeah. the way. It's like, golly, can we just not? Can we just not? Can we just, you know, appreciate the, the, the yeah. animals? And, and that's, you know, <laughs> and, there's and publish and publish good science. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So it's good, meaningful science, so we can understand our our species and ecosystems better and conserve them better. And yeah, it's definitely something that you know me coming into it and seeing how that works I'm like really like why is this got to be like that <laughs> you know like ah, but it's, yeah. it's hard and yeah I think it's something all the nerds yeah. deal with and we all still love it though that. it all works out yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you have to stay positive it is super yeah. easy to be super grumpy lumpy yeah. as we say and and conservation in general it's easy to be that way so we, <laughs> we live in a time I was like to think I was born in the wrong generation I should have been born like 300 plus years ago because we like, this is the worst time to ever be alive for a naturalist. Really? <laughs> it really is. Although we, the cool thing is we have a lot of information. We know so much about biological it's, systems it's, now, it's funny, but we huh? know so much now we, we see all the damage we're doing and like, like Texas, just take Texas for, for an example. It's, it's like nothing like it was 200 plus years ago. It's totally different. Like we don't have, free roaming bison on the landscape we don't have like once a pronghorn would have been found all the way into dallas like just stuff like that or you know houston had atwater's prairie chickens and all of our prairies and red wolves and our all throughout east red texas red and red jaguar red. all the way up to arkansas through east texas weren't red wolves all the way up to grayson county or my they, they may have they may have been um the last records a... were were collected the last strongholds were in Chambers and Brazoria, Jefferson, like along the coast, yeah, upper Texas awesome. coast. I remember like a professor like at Austin College, something with the red wolves that just came but, to me. Yeah, they're probably, yeah, they're all throughout the Southeast, I guess. Um, 
there were red wolves and red wolves are they're bizarre. gone. They're, I mean, they're, they're, they feel like reintroduced them in like South Carolina, but they're I was say South Carolina over there. It's yeah. like a whole drama, a lot of drama about that. And who knows how successful it is. Um, but we still have amazing biodiversity to both appreciate and save. That's the things, things like said, they're not saying definitely as a hundred years ago, even, but not even like 50, 60 years ago. Yeah, because my like, dad grew my dad grew up playing with horn lizards. The horn lizards in, is a big one that in recently Dallas, recently like, went. Yeah, my dad grew up just like just around outside what is that what is now downtown Dallas, like the yep. American Airlines Center. Like yep. my dad would play with horn lizards. Horn there. Lizard. When Carl was a kid, he had box turtles. I had more box turtles. Fine, crossing the road just in Dallas. Yeah, you know what's yeah. weird? They they are very abundant in Houston, all the way well, close to downtown. We have. Uh, Memorial Park. Uh-huh. We have these different uh, parks around that are full of box turtles. It's insane to me. A lot. Of, I see a lot of. We get the, a lot of those posted on. I don't know how they do so well in the urban landscape, but it, it's, it's the value of those green spaces, you know. Yeah. That haven't those been those developed. Little, they keep them. Green. Did you see? I posted a box turtle from um, Jefferson County recently. Did you see that? It was a funky looking one. You might ought to go look at. It, it was like my last post. It's on or, your Instagram. Yeah, or two posts ago. Tell me what you think of it. It was found in a in an island of pine forest in the coastal prairies, like coastal but pine forest. I'm trying to find your thing; won't come up. Come on. If you can't find it, it's fine. But I can't find your profile real quick. Let me go to my messages. Let's do this. Oh, that's why I was going to. Oh, oh, it's a three-toe. It's a three-toe, but isn't it kind of different looking? So, so another, it depends. It depends, yeah. <laughs> um, Carl has found an actual three-toed ornate hybrid. There's talk of- so, Okay, I'm glad you even thought of that because that's what- I, I know what you're following you know, in. Because it's found in, is, is in a coastal area, but it's an island of pine trees. It has kind of an interesting history. And you get, there's like very few box turtle observations. There's no public land to her there. So there's very few observations and it seemed funky to me. So I, I definitely go three-toe. Yeah. Uh, the thing with a lot of people do think something like this is a hybrid, integrated, yeah. whatever have you. Um, and I get that. And Carl, I have a really good picture I'll send you of an actual hybrid that Carl found. Yeah. I've seen ornate three-toed hybrids of a lot of, variety in itself of an ornate it looks more like ornate but you can kind of see a little bit of three-toe it's very interesting how how it works the markings is something that we do see I feel like we see in some parts of East Texas and one person had said something like well is it a second generation fifth generation you know whatever generation down the line of perhaps a hybrid the other another paper that came out a couple years ago was something like would they even be able to reproduce so far that like so then that's what I have to I would I barely remember you're good um so there's that the other part of it is I've seen Mexican, Mexicana, Mexican box turtles from Mexico with the similar pattern. Now, depending on who you ask, three-toed box turtles are really Mexicana. Are they really, there's a big problem. So it's one of the, that they're more closely, again, one of those, it depends. I would just, any, anything I find in this particular locale Mm -hmm. is interesting because that, 
it's like I've studied the geology of it and everything, and it's it's a um, the geology is it's a coast it's a it was a coastal barrier island, like during the like late Pleistocene, like ten thousand plus years ago, it was a barrier island, and the the sea level was much higher than it is now. It was like all the way to like Hardin County, right? Mm-hmm. And so like the whole area was very coastal, and you know you'd imagine there's coastal organisms there and ornate box turtles are probably the species that was in this location. Um, the ocean dropped some 10,000 or however many years ago, thousands of years ago, and the piney woods extended down. And so three toads ex- came down with them, I, w- I would assume, right? This is over thousands of years. This is all just me hypothesizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, looking at I, geology I, maps because this, this little town where I grew up. And then the ocean bumped up again and pushed the piney woods back to where it is now. And so it created an island of pine trees where three to box turtles would have been just trapped. Like they're just on an island of pine trees surrounded by coastal prairie or water, or I guess the water would have receded. Now it's coastal prairie. So it's just an island of pine forest in the middle of the coastal prairies, 10 miles, 15 miles away from the ocean, where that region should have more than eight box turtles because they range all the way into Louisiana, right? Mm-hmm. like a, a little band along the coast. So it fits in to that ornate range. But since this is an island of piney woods, ecology, it's got these species that were left there from, you know, sea level rise and fall. There's like buttermilk racers there, like pig and rattlesnakes, oh. like all these like, you know, piney wood species that you wouldn't see in a, you know, in a coastal prairie that kind of got stuck there in this little pi- island of pines. And I, it's like these, the three-toed box turtles there can you see that? So, is that that's ornate? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Are you, yeah. are you talking about here or here? The far, the furthest southeastern corner. This one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's Jefferson County. Yeah. That's why. Okay. I don't. I, I thought they were there were records from Jefferson County. It probably is now. You probably just had weed front. It's a pain. It seems like the yeah. <laughs> but like my range, all the range maps I've ever looked at. I thought this is should be newer than the book. But, yeah, I got you. But it's, it's hard to. It's, uh, I don't know. I just stuff like that's fun to think about. It never really amounts to anything. But no, I, I mean, and that's that fun. would be a good that'd be a good project for uh, uh, other nerds. Low hanging fruit of figuring would, out. Yeah, stuff. and then yeah, I mean, I wish I was into genetics because that's like how you really get to the bottom of I everything. But uh, I don't know if I would ever get into like actually studying genetics and like. Uh, being a biologist that does that sort of thing I like natural history too much <laughs> I do I do love the natural history field work stuff I love the yeah. I love the genetic stuff and I hope yeah. you know getting the yeah. money and stuff to do that and teaming up yeah. with other people to do that yeah. get hook up with with uh, researchers and yeah all the other graduate, graduate students and it's always a cool cool way to, like uh, collaborative effort you know when you get involved with academia and um, citizen science community science all that Everything, everybody coming together in the name of turtle conservation science. <laughs> so any, yeah, all of it. All of it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I definitely would go love to go out and do more plant stuff and tree yeah. stuff. And busy with turtles. All that. I, I know. I'm so, the wintertime <laughs> helps. The wintertime I turn that's, into a bird nerd. That's when you get into bird. That's how I started. <laughs> but then I, I got learned about spring migration. So like I got to sacrifice yeah. a few weekends during herb seasons and spring to go look for migrants, spring migrants. That's cool. Yeah, I, I help. I mean, you know, 
I don't help, but Carl will ID stuff from the airport that gets hit. Yeah. And, you know, we ID back and forth games of stuff. And yeah. I still, it's fun. Hopefully I can do some of that. Like I said, I'll do more bird stuff, more woodsy stuff this fall, yeah. being out there and taking pictures of it. But, you know, you mentioned INAT. That's something I really never get on. Yeah. Because I will be sucked in for hours. <laughs> I it's mean, addicting. I love, it's like my evening routine to get on get on the desktop version of iNaturalist like oh, on my yeah. laptop and I just type in a region in the world and uh, a taxonomic group like like any like ducks in Africa or something you know like and then you see all these species that you never and you can't have that many field guides to have every species every group from every region so like iNaturalist you can go in there and look at all these different amazing species from other parts of the world really cool that makes sense on why the younger generation just goes to that yeah. instead of me. I'm like pulling out books. <laughs> like I'm still in here. And is that it's your still- collection? Is that all your collection? Yeah. It's a, it's like, it's over, this is just the book. It's over a thousand, just all herpetology Jesus. books. I've got another front room in my house. It's all journals. I'll send you a picture because I haven't That's even unlocked it. It's all a bunch, a bunch of journals. But anyways, it's, it's amazing. It's super helpful. We That's use how you're it like at a lab or something when just looking at your background. No, this is my, this is my front of my <laughs> house. Your, I turned it into- is, That's amazing. I have a decent little library, um, but it's nothing like that. Yeah, we're, I aspire we're to have that though. Very, I'm very lucky. Like I said, it's years of my personal books, Carl's personal books, a lot of yeah. people donated, various people, you know, getting rid of, of stuff just because they don't have time yeah. and space. And, I, yeah. I, I love it. I love books. That's how it yeah. also started up being a kid alone in field guides. Love learning. <laughs> yeah, well, when I'd we'd go to the library when I was a kid, I was I'd go straight to the wildlife section and just flip through the natural history books. Yeah, because there, there was, was a, a there was an Alan Tennant Herp book, Texas Herp book, and that I got like three copies. Of that. I would like I would steal it sometimes. I would have it for like an entire school year, and then I would sneak it back in. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. awesome! But uh got that one but it's 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 great and yeah. you know even then there's stuff you don't find on the internet and yeah it's it's cool we use it we yeah. use it all but anyways but yeah i not i stay off of i'll be <laughs> i do stuff for hours just turtles yeah, yeah. I'll just people get turtles wrong a bit a lot yeah <laughs> yeah it's the, it's the melanistic slider it's a slider yeah some of the cooters i bet people get wrong it's, yeah, I, I haven't gotten on there. And then shows, you, apparently you you got me on Top Show on <laughs> the one time on Instagram. Oh yeah, see, but that's the thing that only my crazy nerd, you know, yeah. looking at. I was glad things. you did because it made me appreciate that turtle even more. I thought I was found another Texas spiny. I never thought of sub- you never think- subspecies, and I was like, and oh, that's cool. There's a there's a a distinct Texas spiny that's found in the Guadalupe watershed. Yeah, the, well, there's the, the Texas spiny is Emory, which is down on the Rio Grande. And Wait, then you're. I'm sorry. I, when I say Texas spiny, I'm still talking about just Apollonia spinifera. Like, I yeah. just know it as a, the Texas spiny, like, spinifera. And that's what I never knew thought of subspecies. You know, it's called Texas spiny. There's, a, there's the Texas, yeah. But it's down on the Rio Grande yeah. versus the Guadalupe. Spinifera. Emory. Emory. Okay. Emory. Is the Texas spiny, and there's and the palate, and then the quad, palate, guadalupenses. Yeah, yeah. Like I said it's just cool. it's good stuff. Beautiful. It's good stuff. I saw I saw a spiny a, a spiny soft shell in the Rio Grande in Big Ben this year. Yeah, that would have been Emoria. It was a big female, big, yeah. you know, twenty pound female, probably like huge. I don't know how big they actually get, but they 
I've caught them before and they're like 20 pounds it feels like I do have the record it's on our Texas turtles website because I actually went and measured it just last year of the biggest known female the record size for female MRI what is it my guess 22 pounds oh Oh, dang it carapace oh carapace length okay you don't have a weight I guess I have yeah I mean it's pickled so they're big they're big it's yeah that's another one that that gets taken out a lot on trot lines I was gonna say turtles in general get they get uh they get hit pretty hard so all our all our fishing and hunting friends here this is definitely a pro fishing and hunting podcast we just we need to value our our all of our wildlife and um you know you can still have a great time running trot lines while being mindful of all the all the other species that could suffer from it you know it's very important to realize you know always tag your lines and always pull them up when you're done using them and if you find a turtle call it rehab you know especially threatened turtle turtle rehabbers even if to not go down that thing is hard because there's still a lot that they it's complicated with snappers yeah. yeah and i mean if you can get it to a vet like thankfully we have vets i mean call yeah. someone like i said i think there's more turtles probably be able to get to it quicker because you can you can really undo if, it if you're if resourceful you're not, enough and you're not scared you probably safely remove a, a, a hook on the outer part of the mouth yeah. if know. it swallows that's, it then yeah you that's go the to problem. a vet yeah, that's, or yeah. whatever but a lot of people just cut it and go and you do some people do sometimes you hope for the best surely some of them survive yeah yeah we have we have they're pretty hardy you know we have an x-ray of an ast with a piece of a like the tip of a hook hook in its stomach and it just passed it through or well yes they say they rust out they say they They pass pass or whatever you know depend just it depends almost maybe better if it is a if it is hooked deep and maybe better to leave not bring it anywhere just, or not try to get it out yourself because you might pull on it and and right. cause exactly. internal damage you know yeah Something to think about that's a, that's a veterinary thing versus yeah. i don't know how many reverse have access or can and whatever the case if you're around trot lines just yeah. take care of the turtles <laughs> yeah because they're super so easy yeah. it's so easy to take take care of turtles you know especially alligator snappers which are a, a very sensitive species to to harvest so yeah and you can't like they're not said i have no problem with hunting fishing yeah. eating any of that stuff like not all of that is is totally fine but sustainable and people that want it that eat soft shells of course the one they say oh well if you only take over a certain size well those are females because the soft shells and i heard soft shells are delicious and those yeah. are going to be the big ones no one's going to take a small male to make right. soup or pecan data right <laughs> Yeah. So if I ever was if someone ever had sauce turtle sauce pecan already made for me, I would eat it. Oh, I've, I've heard it's delicious. I think I'm not going to go out and it got on my way to harvest a turtle, but, but yeah, I, w- yeah. I would eat it to the surf. I heard it's amazing. I heard it's, I'm sure it's delicious. Probably really good. Obviously. Turtles are just amazing in all aspects, so they got to taste delicious. good. <laughs> I heard Diamondback, Diamondback Terrapin apparently was delicious. Oh no, I could never eat one of those, even if it was served to me. Really? That's your special. Little- Got a special place in my heart for those things. They're Richard amazing. Nixon, have you heard this? Richard Dixon took him two weeks to get Diamondback Terrapins for his inaugural dinner. Wow! Because he wanted because it was so good. So they he were they were heavily exploited for their meat, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, they realized that that wasn't good. There's some there's a lot to learn about terrapins in Texas. I feel like yes, you know yes. I was 
in Jefferson County, I was at a spot and you probably see it on iNaturalist. There was like maybe one record in Jefferson County. And I sat in this one spot in a Spartina Marsh and I counted like 13. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, so I need to go to Jefferson County and just like visualize. They're, they're not just in any marsh. They're very, okay. has to be tidal, got to be mainly associated with the Spartina, the um, okay. both cord grass. Like it's very high quality marsh. Next time, we go to, next time I go to Jefferson County, I'll mm -hmm. let you know. I'll, I mean, and I'll find out what, what spots is what. Just like I'll yeah. send you up to, to find some stuff in paintings if I'll tell you Same. where to look for some cool, really cool Sounds stuff. Sounds good. Got any um, closing remarks? This was fun. I hope you had yeah. fun. It was cool. I, had fun. I think we covered some great stuff. That's a lot of stuff. That was a lot of, that's a very different podcast than I've been on. It's fun, isn't it? <laughs> you want to come back on? Sure. Sometime. We'll find something else. Yeah. Whatever. I, I'll send you a tree nerd that you should have on. Right. Plant that. Carl on. Carl for a herpetology. I don't know if you want to talk about Latin America. Whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll pepper him with all kinds of questions. <laughs> He's got all kinds of stories. Yeah. And and I, I get the vibe that he likes to talk. So. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the gift of gab. Hopefully I, can, hopefully I can keep up with someone like him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's 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 been it's it's been a blast working with him like i said yeah. it's five years today that um first met him and started like teaming up with turtle stuff and i was just super excited that there was even somebody else out there liked me that yeah. liked it because what's a little kid in the 90s supposed to do when you have all these books on turtles and <laughs> to talk about and yeah. you know it's 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 been awesome yeah. i mean hopefully i'm doing this in another five ten years and yeah and you know still going and stuff so changing the world through turtles <laughs> we'll see at least at least making it fun at least yeah. gotta have fun doing it and whatnot i like all the prairie and the plant stuff yeah so i have to get more into just yeah. general naturalizing gotta hit me up i haven't done it hardly any plant stuff this weekend kind of a little bit watching the people i was you know friends i was camping with yeah. but you gotta Not be careful. It. it might get sucked in by the diversity. I love that kind of stuff, but yeah. it is, you know, I can remember, memorize stuff pretty easily, but that was yeah. kind of like, dang, that's a lot of, because <laughs> they were trying to figure out which between two grasses yeah. and they're the like, this is are... this, and this is this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it was yeah, very, very, very tedious, but it's, uh, I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, no, I like, like I said, I like plants. I like mushrooms and trees and pitcher yes. plants, carnivorous plants, ferns. I ferns. really love ferns, ferns but I don't cool. know squat about ferns. Been around a long time. I don't, oh yeah. yeah very yeah, first yeah. plants. And there's yeah. tree ferns in Australia. That's another reason I want to go there. Oh, that's cool. There are ferns that are the size of pine trees, ancient groups of uh, plants. That is so cool. I want to plant right? ferns in my backyard. So yeah. tell me what ferns I can put. I don't know. <laughs> there's, got, there's a bunch of native ferns actually in east texas you can probably look them up yeah i wonder well. what would, would, would do good back here in my backyard you live up in the blackland prairie i don't know if there are many ferns no, in the cross timbers. Prairie. or cross you're in cross timbers you're on the west side of town okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like yeah that split yeah i'm right in the it's cool it's a cool area both yeah. of them i like i like the cross timbers too well lb drake lbj grasslands is a neat neat spot for that yep, there's ornates yeah. up there to see the original cross timbers type of Mm -hmm. habitat savannah habitat yeah cool, but very cool we can uh can go and close it out if you want yeah go for it i mean thanks thanks, thanks, thanks awesome. so much for coming on absolutely yeah until next time more, more fellow nerds your way and yeah 
I'll go listen back on the other ones because like I haven't I just hadn't had time to listen yeah. to too many podcasts. All right. Cool. Thanks. Well, yeah. Thank you so much. See you. Bye.